I don't think so. I, I emailed him. I haven't heard anything back, so I'm just going to go ahead and assume he's not going to be here. Usually he emails me, but I haven't heard anything, so I'm just going to assume he's not here. No Magnus either? Magnus, is, it's his birthday today, and yeah. I think that he's in um, some sort of Swedish paradise with um, rotten canned fish and... Uh, with aspen. Time and hang out with us on his birthday. Uh, I know. Yeah, sure doesn't seem quite right. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no real telling what he's up to. He's probably just sleeping. Knowing Magnus, he's, yeah. he's asleep. Yeah, he's just asleep. Yeah. What if he's going to go out and buy a new clock that actually sells the right time? Um, I think he I did. I love the idea that Magnus is perfect birthday. Sleep in, buy a clock, go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, set it and go, oh shit, it's only that time. Yeah. <laughs> Magnus is a rebel. He's he's not bound by time. Yeah. You need a clock to tell him when to sleep. Just <laughs> <laughs> sleep whenever. Right. He, he's leading that forefront of, of purposeful narcolepsy there in Sweden. <laughs> it's, part of, it's part of his work regimen, isn't it? He works for 20 minutes and then sleeps for half an hour. And doesn't he have some? I think on that 24-hour uh, clock thing, you know, where you have to take a power nap every yeah. 45 minutes for 10 minutes so that you can stay up 24 hours a day. Get rid of that. That that's pretty cool. I really want to be doing that for twenty-eight hours a day. Which is the idea: you stay awake as long as you can, and you crash and sleep for ten hours, and then rinse and repeat. The only problem is it doesn't sync up with day, so you um you start to drift, so then you start <laughs> sleeping during your day. I actually, I there are, there is a method to, to stay up 24 hours a day. It just it really does require you to sleep. Uh, you stay up for like an hour, an hour and 30 minutes, and you take a 15 minute nap, and, and you have to do that every hour and a half. And if you miss it though, that's the messed up thing because you get in once you get into that rhythm. From what I understand, once you get into that rhythm, if you miss one of these naps. You're you're basically a, a born narcolepsy. Uh, I mean, it's you will pass out at, at the moment's notice because you're so you you go straight to like deep slumber in like two minutes because you're so drawn out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's really weird. But anyway, we're so that's what I the thoughts. I've been at that point where you get in the micro sleeps where you know right. you're just nodding off constantly. That's not fun. No, but um, no with uh, with that. Thing. You have to. I imagine you have to be extremely tired all the time to be in a position to take 15-minute naps during the day. Because you can't. Like if I wanted to have no, a nap you just now, have to. You just have to train yourself yeah. to do it. You know what I mean? That's the. That's the thing. Okay. Anyway, we're way off fucking subject. Um, so where did we leave off? We left off without. Where's Bob. Uh, no, Nigel was gone, but we played Nigel anyway, and 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 Thea actually came out like a. We play Nigel every week like a oh, fucking puppet, but, you know, that's beside the point. Um, yep, yeah, at least you know it. Um, <laughs> so the, you guys had gone to the Limehouse docks. We had a big a big to-do with um, 
Punji Shabbat or Chabot or whatever his name was, the Indian dock owner. Warehouse owner. No, I didn't because it's his name. Um, and he had a big battle with his uh, last cars that were there on site where Thea came out like some sort of rabid dog and shook a few of them to death with her, uh, her yeah, mall. Thea bit more than a couple of jugulars in that process. Yeah. In, in one fact, I think you actually scared a couple of them almost to death by just wow. appearing. It was quite impressive. Yeah. There was one that was a little bit disappointed. I had Thea jump out and kind of roar at people to try and scare them. They both were like, yeah. They both like aced their yeah. sand rolls. So they were pretty fun. <laughs> oh, um, so then we had, uh, after that was all done, we, we discovered a box that came from the Penhu Foundation that was bound for, um, uh, it was bound um, for Shanghai, I believe, uh, and then it was, uh, it was meant to go out on a ship called the Ivory Wind, and I can't recall right the second... I think we went to the hospital after that because Henry, uh, everyone's favorite Nordic idiot, had, um, yes. had almost been. The, yeah, he was, right. yeah, he was just obliterated. Right. He kept rolling ninety twos on his yeah. uh, perfectly. Uh, well, you remember how, Rolo. You remember how a couple of games ago he, he turned out to be one of the most effective fighters in the entire game. Yeah. Nigel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That didn't happen. And in <laughs> fact it was almost the exact opposite. Nice. Yeah. 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 So he, basically he was the giant uh tank that could not take that much damage. Uh that everyone wailed on and stabbed repeatedly. Yep. Well, you know. anyway, so we have taken uh We've taken Henry to the hospital. Um, bruisers there as well. Uh, he was waiting in the car with uh, Dirk. They were both outside. Uh, and then it was just the, the three of you guys who were who were inside. Mag Magnus uh, and then Nigel. Thea was being played by uh, Tristan at the time, who I have to say might have been better than you. And then uh, Bob was there as uh, his. Uh, no, Bob, you were Bruiser, weren't you? Yeah. 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 Bob was Bruiser. No, no, I was. I was Roddy. Mm -hmm. No, was you were Roddy. Roddy. That's right. Hello. Right. I just ran around poking guys in the eye after they got knocked out. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> he he had right, some issues. Yeah, we won't go into that. Yeah. He had to make a couple of sand rolls there because he he did some mm. some dirty things. Yep, dirty boy. That's yes, right. Speaking of accounting, um, for your characters, Nigel, um, Thea is down one health. Yep. She has. A, if you've got the if you've got the latest version from the drop I've got it, pal. Yeah, checks, I'll roll them now. Yeah, yeah, I'll roll them. Um, yeah, yeah, if you have yeah. checks from the last so, game, um, roll them now. Okay. So Wood uh, would also uh, use the mirror, which I'll remind you about in a sec once you do the checks. But uh, Wood would use the mirror, 
So he's lost a sand and a magic point, and uh, that was what happened. Yeah, he, yeah, he only lost one, one sand and one magic, which was yeah, yeah, yeah. Out on that one, and he had a, he ended up rolling it for a thirty-minute window too. I think I think we did that right as you left or something. So he maxed yeah, we did. it. Out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah never, it was okay. But he never used it. <laughs> he never used the black. So yeah. it was always the backup still, plan. But yeah, yeah, we're still not sure what exactly this thing does. Oh, nice, just just sweet. Oh, nice. Okay, that's good. That's all good. Good things have happened. Excellent. Right, and let's go ahead and leave off at the uh, outside the hospital. That's where we'll pick up um, the same day. Um, just to clarify, that. yeah, yep. Um, we did sort of hand wave a bit of stuff. Um, do you think the phone calls happened? Because we did talk about the phone call to Barrington as well. Or would you like oh. us to do that now? Let's go ahead and just do that now, I guess. Because I mean, we did mention it in passing okay. as we were wrapping things up yesterday. So let's let's just do that now and see how that comes off with Barrington. So okay. I'm just going to so call him. We'll, uh, we'll get Nigel's opinion on this as well. Um, the plan was we're going to call Barrington and say, "Oh, we were investigating this warehouse as oh, part nice. of our vague private investigatory type thing that we do." Mm -hmm. um, when we came in, we found all these men dead, and there's illegal weapons here. Please um, come and see to the, what's happened. By the uh, way, we won't be there. Um, <laughs> we don't look guilty at all. Um, well, it's the yeah, 1920s. Even if we said we've been there and messed around with the corpses, yeah. then it's not like they have evidence in the 20s, that sort of sense. Are you asking Theo or, or Reginald? I'm asking you. Uh, I, can I find Reginald? Um, Reginald is not there. Okay, no. right. We're, we're outside of the, the hospital. He's still. not I there, mean, but he has, there's a phone. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. a phone call away. Okay, well, let's, there's no rush to call him right now. Let's go back to the hotel, and we'll have a discussion there. There you go. Okay, so... We dropped Henry off to the hotel. Um, was everyone else okay? Did anyone else want to get first aid at the hotel? Uh, It'll be all right. Hospital, even? Yeah. I think I'm okay. Yeah. Henry yeah. is going to be out for a little while, whether yeah. he knows it or not. So depending on how long, it t how many days we get through on this game, Henry Henry may be uh, relocated uh, relocated to the uh, to the infirmary um, here in London for for quite a while. Mm -hmm. I've been kind of giving you guys uh, a bonus on healing, like ignoring the rules, and I'm going to stop doing that at this point. Uh, because we're back now on track, and there's no reason for you guys to have to. Uh, I want you to try and yeah. be a little I'm more not careful. Sure if, um, I would tend to agree. I'm not sure if that's something useful for you in the Masks Companion, but I, there was talk a while ago. I haven't read it back to back because I knew we'd be doing this. But um, there's different rules for the books as well, because some of the books in the in the core book take you like six months to read. So it's yeah a little bit breaking as well. One thing about mass and the um, the timeline, I'm not wholly sold on the timeline because given the amount of crap that you get, 
there's no way you can, given the rules, it's almost impossible to read everything if you wanted to and still complete everything by the timeline finishes. Yeah. Mm. So we'll just go ahead and we're just playing the timeline bit by ear, at least I am, because I'm not entirely certain that works out right, which which is good at this point because that means that I can really screw you up on healing uh, and we can take some bigger gaps yeah. in between uh you know, if we need to, between sessions, that, that might be a, a two-month gap between a yeah. session. As opposed to three lines, yeah. So, anyway. So we want to get on the horror on the Orient Express to get somewhere. Right. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Um, which, which is so we're going to leave. Case, I'll, uh, I'll have before we... <laughs> so, what's the yeah, purpose? What's the purpose? We had a sink up, but... What's the purpose of getting the cops involved in this? Just to clarify. There's a whole lot of illegal weapons here. I think right. it would be useful for us to get the cops to crack down on the Penhue Foundation. Because oh. if they like seize people's passports or seize funds, mm -hmm. they're effectively shutting down a cult, as far as I'm concerned, which is a good thing. Right. But that might stop us from, um, you know, breaking into the Penny Foundation the next day if we do want to do that. So there's pluses and minuses to it. Okay. Now, is this is this your character's thoughts? Is this Dirk? This is Dirk, yeah. So roll your intelligence. Dirk's I don't know pretty convinced. I don't know if Sorry? Dirk is that smart. Roll, roll your, give me an intelligence. <laughs> Sure. Just give me a give me an, an intelligence roll. Yeah, no worries. I'm just pulling it up. Yeah, yeah I need to pull it up as well. Yeah, Dirk has an intelligence at 18, so Bloody hell. he would hopefully be far enough to figure this out. Having having jinxed that roll, I'll now roll and see how I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No yeah. problem. Seventeen. Yeah. With with that kind of role, you probably realize that your logic for um, pulling in the cops would be different. Oh. Because you would realize that <laughs> There's no way that you have, I mean, all you have is a crate, maybe a few crates, linking back to the Pinhu Foundation amidst a bunch of other crates from a bunch of other people that are illegal arms, drugs, yeah. some other smuggling, stuff like that. So your mm -hmm. thoughts about bringing Barrington into it would actually be some more, more along the lines of curring favor with Barrington because you've just tied up hundred different cases as opposed to putting out the Penhu Foundation because a the Penhu Foundation I mean this is the 20s in London the Penhu Foundation is it's ran by a man with the name of a lord in front of it okay um, that's yeah. that's you know that ain't happening uh, I don't even know if that would happen nowadays you know what I mean Absolutely. and then uh, I so I don't saying. know that you yeah. I don't this think is, that, this is definitely evidence in my mind beforehand yeah. Yeah, I, I think don't I think, think so. I'm trying to talk over the top of you. 
Yeah, I don't think that you would have noticed or that you wouldn't. I don't think that with a, with that kind of role, you would realize that the chances of Barrington shutting down Penu are so fucking remote that it's not even worth bringing up. But the chances that Barrington would be able to close a whole lot of other cases involved and then owe you a favor for that is more likely. I guess that's what I'm trying to get to. Okay. Well, in that case, absolutely. In that case, what I'd like to do is I think we should take the box full of the weird devices, or parts, I should say, and then report it in. So take the Mythos box and um, call them Barrington for everything else. Now, and maybe um, um, Thea could dispose of the bodies as well. Let me... Uh, them to perfection, and then... Let, let, let me uh, let, let me just go over again what was in the box so that uh, Nigel knows, um, because I, I did leave some out when I just said some some general mythosy stuff. Uh, the, the crate had a few statuettes in it, um, some other quote mythos trinkets, whatever that might be. Uh, but mostly it was these um, oddly crafted valves, struts and these strange hand-wired electrical boards and some monstrous and utterly baffling radio tubes. Um, and you have no idea what those are, are for or what those might be used for um, unless you have... You know, I'll give you an idea if you, if you give me a... if you have a physics of 90 or better then you might be able to figure out what they could be for. But if not, then you're screwed on that. Okay. So that's what's in the box from the Penhu Foundation that was going on this uh, the ship, the Ivory Wind. Yeah. So in my mind, this Dirk, um, that stuff is something a cult wants because it was in there with cult stuff. And this is not kind of useful mythos stuff that we might use. Like, this is I Heart Mythos T-shirts stuff. This is not yeah. like a lightning gun that is inherently useful for an investigator to have. Right. So this is obviously someone who means us ill with this stuff, and we know it's from the Penhu Foundation, which means that they are a mythos cult. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the sort of thing it's not. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. But like, what I'm getting at is it's not like... I mean, if you look through our luggage, I'm sure it would look suspicious, but it's all kind of useless, uh, useful stuff on our end. It's not like, yeah, I Heart Cthulhu T-shirts sort of stuff, which this is. So um, we know Penny's evil. We know they want this stuff, and we know they want it sent to China. That's reason enough for me to either want it destroyed or not sent to China. Hang on a sec. Just to just to counter that, or maybe extend that mm -hmm. reasoning slightly, um, yeah. would, would in my in in, in uh, Reginald's position, would he not be uh, looking to ship that back to uh, Erica Carlisle as part of the the deal, as part of the whole? Ah, this looks interesting. Uh, you know, because he said she wants first crack on everything. She wants to know. She wants to see it. And she could probably get the uh, physics professor she needs exactly, get to identify some of this stuff. Good point. So I, I, I agree with uh, Christian's logic. 
I agree with Tristan's logic, absolutely, but what I'd do is, is just extend that out slightly to say I'd, be, I'd recommend we ship it back to Erica. The only thing I'd say in addition to that, I agree with it, we should split it up into small shipments in case... I don't know what this stuff even is, but in case everything in this box is parts to build something, you know, it's, it's like a kit and everything you need is here, we might want to split it up into little bits and pieces so that if often intercepts the shipment somewhere else, they don't get everything they need as easily. Okay, that sound reasonable, yeah. Okay, so what are you guys going to do? You, you've just left the hospital and you're heading back towards the hotel or, or back hotel. to the warehouse? I'd say the hotel and call um, the cops, like Tristan yeah. said. Yeah, I think he's right. Okay. So we go to the hotel, we mm -hmm. have this conversation. Mm -hmm. Before we call the cops, mm -hmm. we go back to the warehouse, mm -hmm. okay. take the crate and the bodies and put it in the sewer. Okay, so let's go. Let's, away look, let's pick up back at the warehouse then, okay? Sure. Because that's where that's where we are. Um, as you you get to the warehouse, it's still quiet. Uh, you guys walk through, um, you know, uh, through Limehouse. There, uh, the warehouse is still dead empty. You open the front door, and there's a small pile of bodies, uh, basically right at the front door. Yeah. What, Tristan? What what, what you got? Oh, just. Um... Yeah, I was going to say, what I'll do is, we know we fired some shots when we were there last time, so I'm going to yeah. get Dirk to keep an eye out in case someone has called the police on us, or, or there's, you know, night watch, okay. sort of stuff like that. Uh, Alright, so we're going to leave Dirk outside to do to stand watch, since he's effective, yeah. most effective. Um, yes. Anyway, uh, and, and we'll leave the other two guys go inside to, uh, to move stuff around if need be. Yeah. Um, go ahead and when you get in there, um, why don't we get Bob to do a spot hidden roll? Okay. Just to see if he can come up with a. I uh, do spot ooh. hidden. I get an eight. So oh yeah. Okay. So there is a there is a, a convenient uh, sewer access that you have determined, uh, which is which is inside the warehouse there. Uh, that you previously had missed, but now you have seen is is readily available. Um, so you two guys get in there. There's blood and dead people everywhere. Uh, about so oh, what was it? About nine different dead yeah, guys we, there. Oh I think it was nine. Yeah. Yeah, nine of them. Uh, and you uh, you begin doing what you're going to be doing now. What are you going to be doing? Well, we're going to sort out the electronics from the box. Once, we, once we've dumped the bodies down, uh, down the hole, we're going to start uh, repackaging the electronics equipment. Um, just being a warehouse, I would figure there's plenty of boxes kicking around that are, pretty, that are empty. Uh, we're going to... Yeah, uh, additionally, once we sort the stuff, we're going to break it up a little bit so that, you know, uh, Dirk's fear of whatever it was he was afraid of, them all being in one box, is addressed. Uh, and then we're going to at least temporarily put them in the sewer as well until we can make arrangements to ship them back to New York. We'd turn them over to, uh, to the butler and let him take care of that. Okay. 
so um, we have. Let me ask you this, Nigel. Since Woodward is at a distance right now, mm-hmm. and he has access to the to the mirror, and he hasn't seen anything since the end of the encounter when he watched. He had to make another sand roll, by the way, which he passed at the end of that, just to, because Bob started stabbing people in eyeballs and stuff. You uh, was fun. Uh, <laughs> but That's what I do. Would Woodward have used the mirror again to check in on you guys? Because that is an option. But it, it is it is a, a sand cost to do it, so I don't know if, if he's willing to do that. Hmm. Why would he? I was going to say, I'm trying to think of... I'm asking you. That's. I'm not saying he has to. I'm just asking we, if he would have. Because we went back to the, to the room, and we discussed this with him. Oh, that's right, yeah. Good yeah. point. So we don't that's have the remote control to him. We just... We went yeah, back to... Yeah, good point. Okay, so... So you guys start cleaning up. Uh, are you just going to dump the bodies down into the sewer and... They'll pick them up and deal with them. All right, and then, Bruiser, you're going to take the uh, the mechanical parts out of the crate and, and put Roddy. them into a... Oh, it's Roddy, sorry. Yeah, Roddy's going to take the... Uh, so we're going to say Bruiser's outside with dirt, then, right. by the way. just And I'll just NPC Bruiser. Uh, so just remember that, Tristan. Bruiser's out there with you. Uh, so you guys are... are um, are doing all of that. Uh, you find a box to put your parts in. Um, let's do a spot hidden now for um, Tristan with Dirk. And I'll do it for uh, Bruiser as well. If I can pull up. Yeah, Dirk and Piles. Okay, I don't have to worry about Bruiser then. Uh, you do notice... Um, you notice a couple of people walking up uh, towards the back, you actually see them off down an alley around the back side of the warehouse uh, on the side that's closest to the docks. With an impale, do I get a sense whether they might be like a night watchman or just no, they look, hanging around a dock? Well, they look drunk, but yeah. they look more like sailors than anything. Okay. Um, I might tell Bruiser, they, it looks like there's just a couple of them, right? Yeah, it's just two of them. There's two of them, and they're drunk. I think Bruiser can handle them by himself, and I'll just hang back here and keep keep, keep an eye out. Okay. Um, at that point, then, I want you to do the Bruiser, just because I don't want to have to uh, NPC myself to myself. That's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> no worries. Okay, so you're going to go ahead and take Bruiser down the side alley there and, and to intercept or, or to to what? Yeah, to just try and, um, you know, warn them off. But I'm trying to carry you now. Basically just, you know, hey, say, oh, you should, you guys shouldn't be here. You know, you don't have to stay here. You, you can't even go home, but you can't stay here. And try and move them off. And if they start try to start something, he'll just lay them out, is as far as I'm thinking. Okay. Wow, okay. Um, all right, so uh, you make it around the back. Uh, make me a listen roll real quick, uh, Bob. I know you're really good at listen. But, uh, I'm good at uh, 
that sort of thing. 44 made it, I believe. Okay, Let me make sure. Let me make sure, because listen, no, I, yes, I did make it. Okay, I, I thought you would, but so here yeah, in a moment when we start talking, you'll actually pick up, uh, you'll be able to hear the voices around the backside of the warehouse, which you're actually very close to, because the box, uh -huh. if you recall, is right next to the to the door leading out to the docks on the backside of the warehouse. So you'll be able to pick up on some of this conversation um, as, you know, and then you'll be able to react accordingly here in a moment as well. So, um, Bruiser, you come around the corner there, and you see these two um, uh, sailors. Uh, you pick them for sailors. Uh, one of them is stumbling around. The other one doesn't seem to be quite as, you know, off his rocker as the as the first one. Um, but they are um, they are coming up to the door leading into the back of the warehouse. Uh, and as you round the corner, um, one of them is about to pound with his fist onto the back door. Okay. I'm going to yell at him, Oi, you guys shouldn't be here. Piss off. What do you mean we shouldn't be here? We're here to pick up what a bloody... What the hell are you doing here? Are you the night watch? Not Where the fuck is everyone? There should be more people here. We're, we're supposed to pick up a box. Well, there's lots of boxes in the warehouse district. You must have got the address wrong or something. Listen, you idiot. We're picking up the fucking box. The box? We're supposed to pick it up. It's got to go out tonight. To more specific than the box. Oh, I don't know. The same fucking box we pick up every goddamn two weeks. Let's go. Come on, man. We got no time well, for this shit. Looking get out of here. Where do you think you are? What? Okay, the guy you're talking to, by the way, is entirely sober. The other guy, however, is not. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. No, I'm basically, you know. yeah, what, where do you think, which, which warehouse do you think you are at? You are at the wrong warehouse. I'm at the wrong warehouse. And he looks around kind of flamboyantly. This looks like the right warehouse that I've been coming to for God knows how many years to pick up the same fucking box. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. I don't um, recognize I'm gonna, you. During this conversation, I'm just going to, not in a threatening way, try and get, I'm not sure how far away we are, but just get to a distance that, you know, is You can walk up to the like, distance yeah. if you want. Uh, not, not like... You know, straight up into his business, but just get yeah. closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, within a few yards, easy. Yeah, okay. And I'm basically just going to keep doing, I'm going to keep pushing my luck because I'm hoping the guys will figure something out um, inside. But yeah, just like, look, I don't know, I don't know what you mean. Um, everyone's inside like they normally are. Yeah, but, but there's usually some guys out here to meet us. Uh, we got to get that box, man. We got to get the box. I got to put it on I the. I don't know. I don't know how things have worked in the past. I only started here last week, but um, I don't know anything about this. What can I? What can I do to help you out? Well, if you don't know anything about this, then you need to piss off because you're in the wrong fucking spot, right? So well, start. Mate, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you here. What you're doing you're is not working. So Fuck let's them with me. You open the damn door. He talks what? to the other guy, and the other guy starts pounding on the door. While while this is going on out there, I get Theo to find. Uh, we, we're pretty much emptying out the actual box. I tell Theo find some junk, find something heavy, throw it in the throw it in the box that's the dress, or 
is supposed to go to the uh, to the uh, ivory wind. Just get some junk in there, seal it back up so that it has some weight. And then once you're done with that, let me know. We'll get it over to the door or I'll play that I'm part of the, you know, the, the loading crew. It's, if they only show up every two weeks, how the hell are they going to know who, what changes in the crew? And give them the box. Get them the hell out of here. They're, they're probably going to be just happy to get their box. I doubt they'll open it. If they do, well, that's their problem. All right. So, Thea uh, and... Let's make a group roll between uh, Thea and Roddy then. Who's got the lowest luck? Uh, I got 50. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, I've got 70. Mm, so it's me. Yep, so roll your luck, Roddy. I made it. 43. All right, you're able to find Three. some heavy shit. So um, you're able to find some heavy shit, put into the box... Uh, instead of boxing up your 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 shiny metallic bullshit, uh, you've just stashed them away from the uh, you know uh, somewhere else. You haven't had time to to box mm -hmm. those up yet. But uh, you get the box there. What are you going to do now? You've got the box, you know, basically finished. Um, and Nigel, the guy's pounding on the door. You know, he's like, "Come on, man, we gotta go. I gotta go. I don't want to get stuck here for another fucking day. I gotta get." I gotta get out of here. I gotta go to China. Uh, you know, I don't even like fucking English anymore. This is ridiculous. Uh, by the way, this guy's got a. Uh, this guy actually has a Magnus type accent, so he is not. A, he's not English. You can tell. Yeah. That's okay, New York. As Brisa, um, just okay. Look, I'm trying to help you out here. Um, you guys stay here. Stop banging on the door. I'll go around from the other side and I'll let you in. How's that sound? It might be a minute though. All right, finally. Come on, man. I don't have time for this shit. Okay. So I'm going to head inside. Yeah, so we, we get the box. We have, Theo yeah. brings the box over to the door, sets it down, and then hides. So yeah. that, you know, not not going to you know start a fight just by frightening these guys. So I've got the box at the back door. I think all that's really necessary, uh, hopefully, is for me to open the back door, present myself as a member of the um, the work crew, and say, "Hey, come on, what's going on out here? We can't make a little less noise. We're trying to run a, you know, quiet operation here. Here's your damn box. Take and get the hell out of here." Hey, what what's the big deal, man? We're just all, you know, calm down, calm down. Where the hell is everybody? They're usually what? They're out doing some work. This is a an import export business. They just oh, don't sit, sit around in here. Get get up, get up. An import export. Come on, man. I'm the fucker who brings it overseas for you, you ass. What, you, think, you think those guns just come here to sit in this warehouse forever? No, half of them are on my fucking boat. Now, can we get this last goddamn box so I can get the hell out of here? The box is sitting right here. Take it. I need, look, there's only two of us. This thing is huge. Uh, there were supposed to be other guys here to help me tear, carry this fucker. Are they, are they, the sorry, are they inside or outside the building at the moment, just to clarify? Well, they're, they're inside, but the door is rolled up. You know, okay, so it, yeah. well, Theo's going to try, Theo's going to try and sneak around using the crates and various other cupboards to get around the side of the guys. 
I, I, I say I, if if they're close to the exit, which I can't get behind them, but I want to get around to the side just in case. So he goes, look, look, I don't care what's going on. I really don't give a shit. I just want to get this fucking thing and get out of here so I don't get in trouble, all right? So can you at least help me carry this fucking thing to the boat? Are there any, anything? Are we, are we happy Bruce is there? Sorry, I should have clarified that. Yeah, Bruce is there. Yeah. Yeah, how far is the boat? Where's the boat? He turns around and points. <laughs> it's, it's right it's right there. You, you know, no, it's maybe. I'm just clarifying. We don't need a truck or anything. It's it's it's, it's, it's maybe like there. 300 yards away. It's it's on one okay. of the close stops. Yeah, I don't see why not. For fuck's sake, guys! God, is it, this is ridiculous. It, it's 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 nighttime. I would guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Theo, early morning. Theo can you know. And there's even, for, strangely enough, for warehouse, there's nothing with wheels on it we can move stuff on. Yeah. What with it being a warehouse and all? Um, be a sack truck, wheel you know, two wheeler. Yeah, uh, we'll say uh, something. There's something there you could put it on, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how old the pallet jack is. It's, that's what I'm trying to think of off the top of my head too. I couldn't. Like I was trying to think of what they use to transport heavy loads. I think there are two wheels. Basically, just trolleys. Yeah, a trolley. Yeah, yeah. A trolley. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So you I guys mean, get a trolley. I mean, I'm sure there's one there. It's a warehouse. So you guys get a trolley. You pick up the the. Uh, you pick the uh, the box up. You put it on the trolley. Uh, this guy walks over to it. Um, that was nice. Trolley. Sees... <laughs> that I that I stutter there or something. The uh, yeah, this just, guy walks. It's all good. Uh, he uh walks over to the box. He pulls out a label from his uh coat and scrapes off the old label and slaps this label on it. And then and then he goes, "All right, let's go, let's go." What does the label say? Does the new label say anything interesting? No, the the new label says that it's going to um. Um, Kazakhstan or some crazy shit. Right, so it's basically a fake label that get it lost in the custom system. We would guess. You would, you right. would think, yes. All right, and so you guys start walking okay, so down think, the the, uh, the dock. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, the box under the trolley for him, and then yeah. you go. There you go, mate. You got plenty of people on the boat that can help you unload that. We got work to do here. Uh, oh, God. All right, all right, fine. See ya. Jesus Christ, so much trouble. This almost isn't worth it. And then him and his uh, drunken crewmate uh, stagger back, uh, pushing the, the trolley back to the ship, which isn't that far away, as it turns out. What's the name of the ship? Okay, okay uh, the Ivory Wind. Is the yeah, ship. It is, definitely, uh, right, okay. Right, it is the Ivory Wind, yeah, cool. uh, and so he he's walking off, and you guys are left there in the back of the warehouse. Right now, and they've left, and they're out of earshot. Right. I can't actually understand what you're saying right now. They're they're out of earshot. They've walked far enough away; they can't hear a conversation we might have. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, how much do we want to blow up this ship? 
<laughs> a scale of one to ten. Whoa! Because we get a crate full of dynamite, put it on that ship. Goodbye, ship. You've been, watching, you've been watching too many James Bond movies. Um, yeah, right. Blowing up a ship is not an easy thing to do. Uh, even this crappy looking well, ship. Well, no, I, I would tend to agree, but putting a massive hole in the ship, if you put a crate of dynamite near a cargo hold, that could do it. You'd sink it. Can, is, I, can is, I just, is, as, is, as is, Reginald... Is this bruiser or dirt coming up with this idea? Yeah. That's, that's probably yeah. Bruiser might not come up with that. That's fair to say. He's not that dumb. Well, Dirk's though. not there. He's, uh, <laughs> he's smarter than average. Dirk's Dirk's around Bruiser, front. He's smarter than average. Why do you want there though? I would agree. Yeah. Why Why do you want to blow the ship up? You can't kidnap it. So no, my question is what do you want to do about the, 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 the ship? Well, let's look at it rationally. The main thing was to stow away on it if we needed to go to wherever it was going. Nah, blowing it up might be easier than than stowing away. I mean, stowaway is not, generally speaking, not that easy. It's crewed by cultists, I would imagine. Theo would fit in. And you have some seafood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can tell from this from this yeah. distance even that the Ivory Wind is is a shit ship. I mean, it's it's yeah, a rust tramp, bucket. Tramp steamer. It, it's not even. I mean, you would you would be hard pressed. Yeah, he yeah. was. Theo yeah. wasn't yeah. You would you would be hard pressed to put uh, to label this as a tramp steamer. I mean, this this thing is is. I mean, it's pretty bad. And it's going to Shanghai. It's to Shanghai, yeah. 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 Just, it's just not well tended, let's put it that way. Well, I mean, if you feel there's a there's a, a lot to be gained by making it even less seaworthy so it doesn't leave the docks, then yeah, okay. Well, a basic idea is... They have one crate on there that we know about. How many other crates do they have on there that we don't know about? Do we need to do, do, we need to do a bit of, of, of investigating before we... Uh... Uh, working on Theo's yeah. knowledge, how large a crew would a ship of this size need? I mean, you know, we're talking five, six guys, you know. How many guys are in the black gang? I mean, you could... Thea would realize that it would take anywhere from as little as maybe six and as many as 20 could be on board. There's no way of really knowing. Okay. And uh, typically with a steamer of this type, there would be, um, um, you would have um, staterooms, um, midship that would take passengers as well uh, so you don't know if there would be passengers on board because some people would take uh, you know cheap passage to wherever uh, via stateroom on the steamer as opposed to an actual cruise liner and so you might have people uh, like actual innocent people aboard as well you're not you're not entirely sure but I mean that's a very that would be very common at this point to do that 
Okay. So Would it be reasonable to think that if we did call Barrington and say this warehouse is full of illegal goods, they might stop any known shipments from the warehouse? Well, they will if we tell them that this ship, we saw the crew coming to and from the but, warehouse. But the shipment on that ship, unless we doctor the, um, the manifest, that ship is from the Penhue Foundation, so that's just going to get waved through. As Dirk was telling us earlier. I would think that if the police have any reason to suspect that that ship is dealing in contraband materials, you know, there's no... They, they don't need a warrant. They just need a suspicion. This is, you know, 20... No, but the Penhue Foundation is above reproach. That's just an unhappy coincidence they were using this dodgy firm. The Penhue oh. Foundation definitely wouldn't be shipping anything illegal. Perish the thought. Right, but if 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 the like all it would take is police then you to come down and say why why is the police delaying my ship, police commissioner, and it's out. I mean, I'm I'm not saying we can't. I'm just saying I think that what Murph was hinting at beforehand is that it's the police won't do anything to stop the Penhue Foundation because it's just too yeah 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 um, yeah, yeah it has, its name is too good to be dragged into any of this sort of stuff. So as you guys are actually talking, it the ship is close, by the way. I mean, it's the closest ship to the docks here. Uh, you see them, um, you see a bunch of guys come out. They load up the, uh, they loaded up the box. And then moments later, which you find kind of odd, uh, the being an ex-merchant marine, uh, the the horns blow, and this guy is literally underway. He is pull, he's literally pulling out as we speak. One other thing well, that, is, since that answers that question. Well, additionally, since they really don't have anything, all they've got is a box full of gears true, and, true, and you know and junk. They don't have what they, they think they, they have. Other boxes that are full. Yeah, if they're, if they're doing this every two weeks, like they said, they might have 50 yeah, yeah. crates. You know? Well, unless they're mass-producing these things somewhere, right? we could assume that any parts we steal have an effect on the final outcome oh, of what they're building. Absolutely. I'm not saying that we did a bad job. I'm just saying we might not have, you know, it might not be sufficient to say they've lost this one crate, now their entire enterprise is screwed. But at least delayed. It's going to take them a while to find out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right, right. They've got, to, they've got to ride that boat all the yeah. way because they're not going to open. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just the crew of the, the ship doing the delivery yeah. to Kazakhstan. Once they get there, they're going to find out how long is it going to take this thing to travel to China. Ooh. Might not even make it. Well, I mean, as a merchant marine. Most likely, um, they're going through the med. To right. if he's going to China, he's going through the med, you know, and then to the Indian Ocean that way. Right. And so you you know that that trip on its own for a steamer of that sort is going to be dependent on how many stops he makes along the way, how many ports he makes call in. It's going to take anywhere from six weeks to somewhere. Yeah up to three months, depending. Yeah. I mean, that's 
that's the typical amount of time it'll take for that steamer to get to to, to China. So that really leaves us undiscovered. Yeah, for a while. For an extended period of time, and let's face it, it's six weeks. Six weeks ago, we were in New York, bouncing off a steel door. <laughs> oh man! A little over three, let alone three months. Six weeks ago. Yeah, they yeah. were. <laughs> we had the good doctor with us. Now we're running around with axe murderers. <laughs> well, I don't think this alters the fundamental plan in my head, to be honest with you. Right, I don't see the point in being hasty. We do have a tendency to put ourselves in a position where we have to drop down to, you know, setting something on fire, strangling a guy in a trunk. <laughs> You know, you know. Last week was eight. We, we killed nine guys. We're we're pretty uh, pretty locked into the violence. This gives us an opportunity to back at least not take on a tramp steamer that could have yeah, yeah, twenty yeah. people plus yeah. passengers on it with the three of us. Because I'm not counting Dirk. Yeah, yeah. Dirk tries. It's bloody the right way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unlike Von Engen, who used to run away all the time. Um, it's a good thing Henry's in the hospital, because he'd definitely be up for uh, running on board with his axe. Yeah. Oh, shit. Another as reason as, why Henry's in the hospital. As long as it had um, pancakes. <laughs> Alright, so the ship pulls out. Would it be? Even you guys in the back of the warehouse with the door up. Uh, and, you know, waiting, or standing there watching it sail off into the London fog. All right, well, okay. time to... Yeah. Now, are we, the only decision I think we have to make right now is are we going to put the parts that we've collected in the warehouse down into the sewers for uh, Theo to move, or are we going to put them in the car and drive them out of here? I think we should drive him. I think three or four of us uh, protect him is better than just Theo on his own. And right. Theo's, Theo's got a lot of bodies to shift as well. Yeah. All right, so you guys... We can leave Theo to clean up the bodies and we'll just drive them in the car. And Theo can yeah. do that while we're doing. Theo okay, drive. so you guys load the stuff up into the car. You drop the bodies into the sewer. Theo, you're going to go down in the sewers at this point? Yeah. All right, and start... Um, Reacquainting yourself with the London Warren of Ghouls, and then um, you guys are heading back to the to the uh, hotel. Yeah, whatever the hell the name of that was. That is the Mad Hatter. Um, yeah. Just quickly, when we talk about these parts, how much yeah. are we talking about here? Is it like a full? Um, it it was. Uh, let's see how yeah. I can. I mean the the um, it was a huge crate, you know. It was probably a coffin-sized crate, we'll wow. say, right? And it was mostly filled with these parts. And then there was also some uh, some junk in there. I'm gonna have to repeat all of that because he's dropped and coming back in. <laughs> Yeah, 
Australian <laughs> internet. <laughs> we need to send them an aid package to upgrade the internet. Send them a fucking postcard. See if this improves your internet connectivity. With just a, we should send them a letter with just a, piece, a bit of string in there. <laughs> <laughs> a letter. Will this improve? No. He's gone again. Oh. So, okay, so we'll leave it at that. Um, you guys put the stuff in the car as best you can mm -hmm. uh, and head back to the hotel. Alright. So, yeah. It's a right. Stuff's all, all right. locked up in the trunk. Um, we get back to the hotel. We go up and see the uh, the butler. Yeah, so now Woodward's in effect since Thea's down in the sewers. Yep. Woodward, you're there. And then we'll, we'll NPC Tristan uh, and Bruiser for the time being. Or, Bob, you can just do both, uh, Bruiser and uh, right. Roddy. And then I'll just do... Uh, Trist until he gets back. No, we're just going to have Bruiser for right now. Bruiser's going to uh, stay with the car, which he's. We tried to drive into a, uh, you know, nearby, nearby, but we're trying to hide it a little bit. Is okay, no problem. Since nobody alive came out of that uh, warehouse except us, and the sailors have sailed off. There's not really going to be anybody to identify the vehicle as having been there, I would think. Mm -hmm. uh, so, again, and, you know, Bruce is just acting nonchalant, picking his nails, keeping an okay, eye no out, problem. and getting ready to do some yelling. Are so you guys going to um, contact Barrington now, then? Well, I prefer to get these boxed up and shipped out and then contact him personally. I don't know. What do you think, Bob? I'm not sure that it matters. I don't think the police have any connection to us, to the Mad Hatter, or to the vehicle. Okay. So we want to get the cops moving. We want cops over at that that warehouse. Oh, okay. To, you know, in case anybody we don't want to have to get deal there, with yeah, yeah. gets there, let the cops deal with them. All right. that, that would be my thought. I'm certain I, uh, Dirk would agree if he weren't off on a, you know, I think he's been sniffing the glue or something. Dirk, there he Dirk, is. Dirk's back. Um, yeah, finally. So we've got, we're back at the hotel. See um, um, no. Yeah, we're back at the hotel. Uh, Bruiser's sitting down in the car with the parts, which are in the trunk, and they're contemplating on whether or not to call Barrington right now. Um, we've removed any evidence. I mean, there's probably a bit of blood around the place, but that's mm -hmm. not 1920s evidence. And we did him a favor, really. So I don't think he'll be too worried about pinning it on us when he when this when he's got a whole lot of evidence to keep him busy against real criminals. Um, so yeah, I don't think that's a problem. Obviously, um, we don't want to get Woodward to call. So I, because Woodward is yeah, maybe wanted. Yeah. yeah. So um, Dirk could probably go see him or give him a call. Yep. I, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out the logistics of it. Would it's it's now reasonably early in the morning, right? I think it would be better on a, just on a on a different note. I think Woodward would have to be the one to talk to him because Woodward's the only Woodward and Roddy are the only two he's actually met and dealt with. He's not actually met Dirk yet. Right. But it, it 
Yeah, we want to be Roddy then, because Woodward's a semi-wanted man, right? The incident at Blenheim. Yes. Yeah, well, you were you were wanted for a short period of time, but you're not actually wanted anymore since they determined that the king is not fucking dead. <laughs> but for him, still, he wanted the question. Hallucination. There's a lot of unanswered questions, I would imagine. It's one of those cases best left. Um, uh, well, the other thing to remember here is that <laughs> yeah. is, is not city London, and you're at city London right now, and Blenheim is a long goddamn way away. And, and if anything, uh, the uh, constabulary in, London, in England at this point is, is very uh, territorial, should we say. Um, so I doubt that, honestly, I really, really doubt that he would be willing to bang up okay. Woodward. Okay, well, me, me, and, me and Rory should go and see him then, or ring him, or I don't know, what do you reckon? And, and Dirk needs to start repackaging off some of these gubbins. Yeah. How big is if we were to put this inside a box, how big would that box be? Like a three foot by three foot by three the foot. The box cube? the box you took it out of was was more or less coffin shaped. Uh, and it was mostly filled with these items. So okay. it would completely right. fill in the back of your trunk. Uh, that you know, right. if you wanted to put it into separate boxes, you could probably put it into maybe two cubed uh, three foot boxes, crates. Hey, we could probably get some something, some shipping stuff from the uh, hotel, and I'm not too sure that we're concerned about like things like the struts. Oh yeah, no, we just probably, handle them Yeah, we could we could yeah, ship the struts as a group, but but break up the uh, the vacuum break up, tubes. Break up the vacuum tubes. Uh, we're not trying to build one of these boards. things. We're yeah. just trying to get a physicist to look at them and come up with what he thinks the yeah. is. So unless, yeah, yeah. The, unless yeah. the tubes are all different, and even if they are, you know, we just we want him to have the tubes. We want him to have the electronics, the struts. That's yeah. Probably take up a okay. lot of physical space. Okay, so you guys go ahead and and we'll we'll go ahead and say that it's. It was already late night, so we're, I'm actually going to push it a little bit uh, and make it uh, morning of the next day. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll say that you guys were able to catch a, a little sleep in between, uh, except for Thea, who is now asleep uh, as we speak. And then, um, so you, it, it is the morning time, so you could uh, contact Barrington, or you can go ahead and uh, secure the shipments uh, back to New York. Uh, either of those can be done at this point um, without much trouble. Just let me know which one we're going to do. No, I think we should call the call the police. Get the police over there. Okay. That that's my thought. That seems to be the most. Set up and do it in person. Pardon? Hmm. Excuse me. I said you can do it in person if you like. I'm like, you can go. You can talk to him in person. I don't know. Theo doesn't like. I mean, Roddy doesn't like police stations. Yeah, I can hear. You. you know, I mean, maybe Nigel wants to go to the police station, but Theo's. I mean, Roddy. God, they're merging in my mind. Uh, I don't mind. I don't know. I'm going down a cop shop. 
Oh yeah, and I'll, I'll, you know, I probably can help the other guys get some of this stuff packaged. How many people do we need to talk to a cop? Yeah, that's cool. You. Okay, oh, so we'll go ahead and do Woodward with Barrington. Actually, honestly, it's not that um, pivotal. You, 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 you know. As far as the storyline goes, uh, you inform Barrington. Uh, he says he's going to look into the matter uh, and get back to you. Uh, do you tell him where you're staying? Uh, I w uh, yeah, but I'm going to give him a, a completely wrong... Okay, are, that's we, fine. are we still registered at that other hotel? Did, we didn't actually go to the trouble of unregistering when we left. Right, yeah, you are you are actually still registered at the yeah, other hotel. Yeah, I'll just tell yeah, we're, we're at the day. usual place, then we're at the usual place. You're at the Ritz over... Yeah. Okay. okay, that's fine. Um, Bob, you're able to go ahead and get everything um, um, packaged up and sent out that morning. And we'll say lunchtime has arrived. Um, Bering is, Barrington's been informed and Roddy is back from uh, shipping out the crates, uh, and they're on their uh, slow journey back to New York at this point. Cool. Also, we have, this is a new day, Tristan, as official timekeeper. Can you tell us what day it is, please? Probably can. <laughs> it would be Thursday the 4th of March, I believe. Wow. Yeah, Thursday the 4th of March, okay. God. All right, so um, we, here we are again in the middle of London with no immediate needs to be done. So what are, what are, what are our options at this point, guys? What are your so, options? What are you, you going to do? What do you need to look into? Where do we need to go? We still have a few... Um, we still have a few... Um, Items to hit, I'm sure, but you know. Yes. Um, Pyramid Club. Never really fixed what's happening with that. The Witch um, Club? This whole. The, uh, the Pyramid Club, isn't it? Which one's that? Is it? What are you saying? I can't understand. No, no, no. This isn't. There was. Um, Along with the spice dealer, there was a club that people were going to. Oh, the Blue, the blue Pyramid. Dying in London. Blue Pyramid Club, yeah. yeah. That one is one we need to look into. There's this whole monster killing people. Mm -hmm. And yes. um, obviously the Penhew Foundation is a cult, but maybe you want to cross that bridge last because that sounds like a lot of difficult work. And it, we, invest, we investigated the cultist in the spike shop, right? Was yeah, that, that was... Yeah. Our, the brawls yes, we, we eventually strangled some poor guy. That was the... Uh, well, that was the the, um, the burned out building that y'all visited last week. Remember, y'all had torched that place after searching it, and that's where you came up with the mirror again on your revisit. Yep, yep. Okay, it's just showing on the London Leeds is open. That's what but I the Pyramid it. Club. Have, um, yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll take this off. Have we? Um, I, I assume in the background we've been keeping up with the news in a very vague sense, at least keeping an eye on any mythos-related stories if they pop up. Have we seen any more murders that were consistent with the murders before we burned the spy shop down? So it has burned down the spy shop stopped the murder. Um, hmm. 
Yes. And the, the cooling smog horror, that, is, that was related to the spy shop going on in the spy shop? You, let's put it this way. You have not heard. It's only been um, Woodward's unaware of any other leads that have shown up in the time he was on the run from, uh, from the time he left Blenheim or left London for Blenheim to the point where he returned just a few days ago. He is unaware of any other murders that have taken place, mainly because he wasn't in London. That's as much as I'll give you. Now, there's not been anything Sorry. in the day. There's not, been news. there's not been any news in the day or two that you've been in London to say there's been another murder. And Barrington didn't mention anything to Woodward about it either. Okay. You think we might want to identify the foreigner that was murdered? Could do. Yeah. I think we want to go to the scoop, find, get like a dump of all the news we might have been missing out on, and then actually try and figure out what's happening with these murders in London. Okay. It's a plan that doesn't involve killing people. <laughs> Sooner yeah. or later, it will. Yeah. Okay. Give us time. Given half, given half a chance, right? Just itching to get my library use roll going. Don't think it's going <laughs> to use it. All right, so you guys go back down to uh, to the scoop offices there in London. Uh, you arrive, and it seems as normal, you know. Have they replaced their reporter yet? Um, yes. Fair enough. I know that he's gone. Yeah, they know he's gone, believe me. He knew he was gone within moments of him leaving because he was screaming at him for him to do something and wasn't there to scream at. Flaky. These reporters flaky. So, you get to the scoop. Who's got the best library? Let's have a look. Uh, what, are you, all, are you specifically seeking out? He would be, he would know. It's, it's, it's fairly... Like, if we say, have there been any grisly murders, he should say yes or no. Like, he would know, right? There'll always yeah. be yeah, but there'll always be grisly murders in London. But it's yeah. identifying the nature and the you know this any. Well, I mean, you could ask him. I mean, just ask him about that. Okay. We'd also might want to find yeah. out if who they've identified the victim yeah. of the grisly murder. Okay. Specifically mentions him as a foreigner. Is he an Indian? Is he Chinese? Is he uh, Kenyan? That might give us a little bit of information. Yeah. So, okay. any juicy murders? <laughs> uh, you meet up with uh, Mickey, and he he does inform you that there was a murder after you guys uh, after Woodward had left um, London for Blenheim. Okay. He also brings up the fact that he thought Woodward was involved in the murdering of the king, and that sold a number of, of papers there. Um, but you know, it was more 
more his style kind of thing, more tabloidy stuff than actual the murder of the king since they're in London and the motherfucking king is there in London and the motherfucking king wasn't dead. So there was kind of a, a strangeness there going on. I'm glad I'm good for business. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all very good for business. <laughs> yeah, on, on multiple fronts, it turns yeah. out. But yeah, so you you have um, you have um, you have determined that there is has been at least one more murder um, in the same vein as the uh, you know as, uh, they're calling them the slaughters in Soho, you know. Um, Basically, yeah, the the same the same kind of uh, murder has taken place since you've been gone from London. So there have been there have been more murders since the spice shop burned down. That's correct. No oh, crap. Okay, so we got to get that added back in. Uh, Tristan took it out, and, and it took him out. Was he? Is Tristan one of the victims? He seems to Maybe. be dying off on it. It's pretty regular. Oh, no, he's gone again. Yeah, he's gone again. Yeah, so um, we, we won't know. Tristan's not dead. Um, not <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm sure he's cursing like a, a, a sailor at this point. The uh, quick aside, the Malaysian Airlines had it was running a promo in which they asked people what was on their bucket list. I know. Which seemed a little inappropriate for an airline that had just lost two airliners in horrible God. ways. God. I mean, that's that's just some. They need to fire their PR man. That's what that's just, just. People complain. <laughs> Are you with us, Tris? I am. Yes. My yeah. question is how mm -hmm. many murders happened in total? Because Mickey is aware these are. Um, a series of murders. It was the count was at twenty four before. What's the wow. count at now? Um, we're gonna say twenty six. Okay. What's the weather when these murders occur? Is it uh, is it pea soup? Foggy? No one's able to actually answer that. I mean, there's the, it's London, so I'm sure some of them happened in the fog, but no one can say that they only happened in fog or only happened in the rain or yeah, yeah. Okay. only happened on nights where the word full. No one knows for sure. A line of thinking that maybe no one's actually in, in, uh, thought of before there, Bob. Yeah, maybe we could talk to the police about that. I'm just uh, obviously associating with the fog monster. Mm -hmm. Have any of them found? What's the condition of the bodies? Uh, the condition of the bodies. Let's see here. Let's see. Just a moment. So I know one of them. If this is looking up, one was stabbed to the heart and beaten severely. Okay. Right. Well, no fog monster there. So. It's not to say it's not the fog monster. They could have. I don't think fog monster's going to turn up on an autopsy, having them been killed by the fog monster, and then use them in a ritual and then toss them in the Thames. But I would probably agree that it's not the fog monster. 
I was trying to find, I don't recall off the top of my head exactly how they all died, but basically they were um, they're calling them the Egyptian murders, by the way, because most of the people who have been killed were Egyptian. Okay. Uh, so, but no, they've been, yeah, I mean, they've been slaughtered is what it comes down to. They've been stabbed and beaten, um, stabbed through the heart typically, and then beaten severely before death, each of them. So you'll have to just forgive my early onset dimension. Um, did we look at or did we try and identify any notable cultural gathering spots for the Egyptian community in London at this time? And if we did, what were they? And if yeah, we didn't... Barrington gave you early on, he gave you the Blue Pyramid, okay. uh, which was a, a favorite Egyptian night spot there in London. Right. In Soho. Okay. Now, we did we go... We staked out the Blue Pyramid yeah. and nothing came out there. Yeah. Right. There are notes. I know. Yeah. I'm just blown idle. Yeah. Maybe you want to stake it out. Were there any? Uh, I think we should break in. Should we break in? <laughs> what do you reckon, Roddy? It's a nightclub. Is there a? It's a is there an entrance club. from the uh, sewers? Is there an entrance no. from the sewers into the place? No. no. Nice. Nice. No. <laughs> Unlike all the uh, A quick question. The... <laughs> <laughs> it's a nightclub. Why would it have a, uh, a sewer system attached to it? Uh, we, need to, or, we need to... The trick is going there... to be yeah. I mean, uh, you could just go to the bloody fucking Blue Pyramid, God forbid, you actually walk into a, no, a place people who, there there get <laughs> who are Egyptian. Are you Egyptian? No. But presumably some people who have, who are, they're not all Egyptian, right? They're simply mostly Egyptian. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, quick, go and have a, a drink. Quick question. On the, on the victims, how many of the people who were murdered... Did did any of them have uh, symbols carved in their forehead? No. No. Wow. Mm -mm. No. Okay. So not like uh, Elias Jackson who had that symbol. Okay. Mm -mm. Yeah. Let's go and have a drink and a nosy round and a chat. Let's let's. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> I can agree with that. What's our aim before yeah. we go in there? What's our plan? Is it just go there and have a good time, or is it actually we want no, to get a certain bit of something, and what might know, that something be? Talk, talk, personally, it would be, uh, I think, at the moment, unless someone, well, we, I know you're more intelligent than I am, but it would be to just have a chat to the clientele and, you know, buy a few drinks, get a few tongs wagging, oil the old system with some gin and see if anyone knows anything, or, yeah, you know, anyone creepy, or, yeah, he's a weirdo, or, yeah, I don't trust him, and he, you know, usual thing. See if we get any local gossip, 
Or any, any, anything like that, unless anyone's got a, a more solid uh, yeah. subject to approach. Yeah, anything I think, as I recall, and Murph can correct me, this is like the Egyptian hangout, so we might stick out a bit, is the only thing. Yeah. Well, this is the Egyptian hangout, yeah. But, I mean, you've not actually been there to see what how many other cultural diversity, how culturally diverse the place is. So, I mean, you've, no, actually, you did stake the place out. Yeah. So, I mean, you would, you did see others other than just Middle Eastern, you know, okay. Arabian, uh, Egyptians. I mean, there was, there was a whole slew of people that went in and out of this place, not no, just could, Egyptians. We could just dress up a little bit to try to, <laughs> try to, uh, you saw a, no, a, a number of properly dressed Englishmen walking yeah. into that car. Okay, cool. Okay. Nice. How about that? That, that, makes, makes, it, it easy. that makes it easy. Yeah, thanks, man. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, in, 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 in 20s England, too, we could just be a group of, uh, of you know, dilettantes who are just out slumming, you know, dress up nice. I'm certain, uh, I'm certain the butler can make us all look presentable. And we have money, so getting them some reasonable clothing shouldn't be a much of a problem. We have is a it, car. Is it, is it a, a, a high-class joint? Or a a it's like, if you truly are a gentleman, you will know which spoon to use. <laughs> <laughs> and then we could just challenge him to a game of uh, Baccarat. Ah, Russian roulette. Baccarat. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> It's about how this party goes anyway, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah pretty much the case. <laughs> There's always at least four loaded rounds in that gun. Um, yeah. yeah. It turns out it's an automatic. It's not unfair. But um, I think Woodward is actually in charge. Yes. It does free up the day. You know, if we want to think of anything useful we can do with the day before we go to the club at night. What other leads do you still have open in London itself without well, having to go to Derbyshire? Yeah, exactly. Um, did we burn? Yeah. Um, the smog monsters. Have we seen any news that Mickey's been reporting about the smog monsters, Uh No, there's not been any other ones. Did we get the Egyptian scroll translated? Okay. Did we ship that back? to the states to get translated? Was that the case? We did, didn't we? The scroll, you got that. We got the, uh, Woodward would know that because that's uh, the scroll he actually has um, because that was part of the kit that was left out of Blenheim. Uh, that's how, what's his name, Nick turned himself into the king and ended up uh, going yep. insane and getting murdered by everyone. But we can send that, the original back got to the, the Carl Austin, that's pretty reasonable. We have a translation of it. Yeah. Yeah. Should we... Should we um... The question is, this is, a, this is a question for Woodward. Are you happy sending this scroll back to Carl, Erica Carla, knowing I, what it can well, do? Yeah, well, is yeah. this something you'd want to suppress? No. I mean, my, my duty before any personal instinct or preference of what I think is best for everybody, he, he gave an instruction. Proper anything you find, Anything you find, send it. We'll deal with it. But why, why did she want it again? 
because she's the boss and she's paying for everything. No, 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 I get that, but she wanted it because if it wasn't worth a lot, she was going to sell it, though, right? I absolutely have trust. In she, the understanding was that if it was important, and you told her it was important to the case of her brother, she would not yeah. sell it. You know, if it was just trinkets like the box of shit that you oh, had just okay. found, yeah. she would just sell that to, to try and fund this thing as much, you know, off of your proceeds from the crap that you come up with, as opposed to out of pocket. Right. The other thing that I'd like to put to the group to consider is um, is getting Theo to break into the Penny Foundation at night and have a nosy round. Why don't we just go visit the Penny Foundation? You and your common sense, low risk strategy. Where Jesus is the fun in all this? You, you've already done that, actually, guys. You've you've already met um, Edward Gavigan at one point, didn't you? The name rings a bell. I don't think we have. I think you have because there's. I know a we know the things. name, but I'm not sure if we've wandered into the. Um... I'm. <laughs> Yeah, all we have all we have for Gavigan is London. Okay, so you haven't met him yet. But we yeah, turned that up is on the not. front. Here's what happened. We were intending to. And then we then we saw a truck and got distracted like the magpies <laughs> that we are and then followed the truck. That's we exactly didn't ever what actually go into the thing. We just saw a truck was leaving and got went, Oh a truck. Let's follow that. It's a it's yeah, a it's did. a wonder we didn't say, Oh, our ship is leaving the warehouse. Let's see where that's going. And then That's exactly what happened. You're right. So, but aside from that, yeah. if we know now, having what we've seen at the warehouse, that these guys are up to no good, uh, there's nothing wrong. I do not discount a face-to-face -face meeting, but in parallel, unquestionably, somebody needs to go in there and have a good nosy round because you're not going to get told the truth, are you? You might glean some information. No. Actually, I, I would well, imagine the that like the not what did you say, Bob? I was going to say, I'm not sure Theo's the creature for that. I mean, he's she's sort of a, she's sort of the hammer, isn't she? Oh, no, I broke you out of the of bed. <laughs> no, you, yeah, well, you dug holes. What are you going to dig? I dig around. <laughs> yeah, dig around. Listen, okay, look, look, guys. All right, we're making this much more difficult than it has to be. Okay. That's, that's us. Listen. <laughs> that's our motto, actually. You can do both of these. You can go visit the motherfucking Penhu Foundation during the day. Yeah. And that <laughs> you can go to the fucking Blue Pyramid Club. Okay. Yeah, these are both plausible, very reasonable say. things to do. Yeah. And, and both of them can be done right now if Let's you just get off your, your duff and do it. I agree. We, and the we can do it the other way around. Is, who we want to send. The Penhu Foundation and what we what our goal is there. Just to talk. I don't think we all want to turn up because that way they know our faces and it could go south. But we might want to well, I mean, okay, have somebody look, go and sort of see what, what is your security is like, back? what the layout is, what stuff they have. What's your lead that, that got you to Edward Gavigan? Let's go that route then, okay, guys? Uh, okay. So how, I mean, you have a lead from New York that got you to Gavigan. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, Otherwise, you wouldn't know about Gavigan. Let me have a look. God, my memory. My memory is beyond crap. 
you had an interview with a guy named Jonah Kensington, who was the uh, editor that was um, Jackson Elias' editor at Prospero House. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. And then from there, you were able to get the notes from Jackson. And Kensington was able to also uh, provide you with the name of Edward Gavigan. So we use that as our in, right? Flipping egg. Swear to God, I'm going. Well, we bl we drug this so far out that that uh, you know it's it's hard to to put the the, the it, it's hard to put the the clues in a in a rational string when we're you know. Uh, we've had every byline known to man uh, happen <laughs> in the meantime. Oh, God. We've said it before. I'll say it again. We are all going to be very old by the time we finish this. <laughs> well. No shit. I'm, I'm trying to push it, you know. No, no, no Murph. That's okay, Murph. Don't worry about it. Listen, I, 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 you're very well at suppressing the, the sort of the tedium and the anger at your shit group. Who just piss around all the time? <laughs> if it was me, mate, if it was me keeping this and we, the amount of arsing around we do, I'd be losing my rag far more often. So you do a good job. Um, okay, well let's do that. Let's go now to Penu and see Gavigan. Um, uh, let's have a look. Yeah. Go through and your then, notes. Yeah. Go through the notes real quick and see if you can come up with how you met him. It was in the section where you met with Jonah Kensington. And, and see how you came up with the Edward Gavigan line of inquiry. Well, didn't he part from the expedition, as Tristan has said there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, I, I, say it, so I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Okay. I so that's, I mean, you may have already cut Wells' work. Penhew was on the expedition. They funded the expedition. Um, Tufik worked for the Penhew Foundation. Um, Barrington says that um, Gavigan translated some Egyptian for him, Hotep, yeah. which means peace. Mm -hmm. um, Gavigan was very unhelpful and defamed Elias, who we know to be mm -hmm. correct, so that's covering stuff up. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. Oh, he also denied there was a cult, which is like a big sign that says, I am the cult. <laughs> 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 At least did, for you, did, for did, you he, did he own the spice shop that we uh, eventually burned down? Did he? No, that was that we was too far. He uh, might have been involved. Too thick, I'll say. But he definitely worked. Yeah. Too thick previously worked for him. Yes, that was Two Flicks Spice Shop. I mean, that was even on the name. It was it was called Two Flicks Spice okay. Shop. Okay. So yeah. The name but, of the fucking spice shop. <laughs> just, just, could you repeat that one more time so I can write it down? Two flicks. <laughs> spice. Shop. shop. That's, that's shop in the proper sense, not with the, the British old English type with two P's and an E on the end. Um, not a shoppy. Yeah, it's not a shoppy, it's an actual shop. Anyway, so... I'm going to move this forward again because you guys yep. are fucking around on me. Um, yep. You guys are going to... Uh, are you going to the Penhu Foundation or not? I say yes. Yeah, let's go. Yes. Okay, so you're going, going to the Penhu Foundation. Let's, let's all go. Okay. Everybody with Thea, obviously. Yeah, everyone except yeah. the ghoul, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. She, she's down looking for a, a toilet entry to the place. Yeah. 
depending oh, he's on what he's going to have. Can we say we've got Scott's character with us? Because he might, as an Egyptologist, he would be like the person to uh, know all the things and whether or not it's roughly true. No. No, okay. Scott's character is not with you. I'm not going to bring him in out of fucking nowhere. Uh, just because you want to go talk to a guy who mentions, who knows something about Egypt. Nice try. It's entirely unreasonable. Nice try. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you uh, you just remember Scott's character uh, for the first time in weeks and now want to bring him in on the uh, here to four. That's the way it works. Whenever they're useful, we remember them. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like real life. Um, the Penhu Foundation right. itself is, let me see where the hell that place is, I know it's here somewhere, it is, is, is somewhere, I thought, it's in central London somewhere off Oxford Street, I believe. Good God, so, really? Yeah. There's a small museum in it as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's right on. It's on Tottenham Court. It's on Tottenham Court Road, just off, just right off of Oxford, right there in Central London. Tottenham Court Road. Good God. Yeah. Explain what that means, uh, Nigel, to people who don't live in London. Uh, if, you well, have, if, you, if you have a business right off Oxford yeah, Street. Yeah, you basically, yeah. The, the, this is big money. This is prime, prime real estate. This is. Eye-watering stuff. Um, yeah, just to give you reference, across the street is the British Museum. So they're pretty fancy. This is, this is pretty much yeah. This you are in. I would imagine the security will be high. Not from the toilets, it won't. Shit. All right, so you guys arrive at the Pinhu. Like I said, it's right off. Um, it's in central London. It's got a Bloomsbury address, which is just north of Oxford Street, west of the British Museum. Um, it's right between like Regent's Park and the Thames, so it's it's right there, right in the center of the street. Uh, it's a high Victorian building, which I've already described before, but I'll describe it again. Uh, it's a high Victorian building of fewer stories and a greater ceiling height than the buildings to either side of it. And although it's got a grander scale and elegance of detail to it, uh, it's uh, extremely opulent looking. Uh, and it's got um, something you don't need to know just yet. Um, there seems to be one public entrance in the front, um, and that's... Uh, seems to be guarded as well. Public entrance then. But you do see people going in and out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just as before. I mean, it's not like it's uh, sequestered off or anything. Maybe we could have the uh, butler ask to see Audrey Penhue. Uh, in con as a representative of his employer back in New York, it would seem that you know they're she's pretty influential. Maybe mm -hmm. her her uh, influence crosses the ocean might give us a little bit better in than hi where you know yeah, yeah. a raggedy Pen ass looking dead. bunch of guys who just want to talk to yeah. Audrey. You know what the hell? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pinhu's dead. dead. Okay. Yeah, he was part of the. He was the part of the uh, the expedition that went missing, the okay. Carlisle expedition. All right, uh, and, but regardless, the same. Yeah. 
the same idea for whoever's in charge. Yes. You know, yes. Mrs. Like what's her name from New York? That is Edward yeah. Gavigan. That's who Edward you're here. Right. 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 Miss Carlisle wrote for us yeah. for this very purpose, by the way. Yep, yep, yep. So, okay, so here you are. Uh, I'm going to put you at the fucking doorstep now because otherwise you guys will sit here and talk about it for the next 45 minutes. Um, there you are. You're all there. You're all standing there staring at the uh, at the bloody uh, the front door, and there's two guards standing out staring at you, staring at them, staring at the door, staring at you. Right, so I'll walk, I'll walk up to them. Uh, is there a reception? Is it a reception or is it guarded? Is it? No, it's a guarded door. Right, I'll go up and, and say that I wish to speak to Mr. Edward Gavigan. Can you let him know that um, it's Erica Carlisle's uh, representative? Representative, thank you, Bob. Struggling. That wishes to uh, see her. Just a moment, sir, and he walks back inside. Uh, and you're left out for about. Oh, a few moments, and then they come back in. Um, they bring you inside. They sit you down for a few minutes, and maybe about 15 minutes later, a, um, a fairly polished man, uh, dapper as they would say, in his, probably in his 50s, you would guess, mm -hmm. um, with a flair for fashion, um, Open, uh, greet you in his office. It's a mahogany paneled office. Um, he's got a. Uh, you notice he's got a, a a a new gold wristwatch on, which is kind of uh, um, flamboyant at this day and age. Most people still have the pocket, but he's got a wristwatch on. Um, yeah, so he's, uh, this is, he introduces himself as Edward Gavigan. Yes, I'm Edward Gavigan. You're here on behalf of Miss Carlyle. That's correct. Yeah, we wonder if we could have a chat in private. Um, well, here we are. What can I do for you? Do you want to go, sorry, just out of character for a while. Do, do we want to go in pally pally or a bit? Edgy, or you know, we're gonna push him, or official, I think. Yeah, and I think sort of pally pally. We're looking to, you know, present to him that we're trying to make a sort of a business, um, educational, social connection between his organization and Erica Carlisle's education for the betterment of all the little children in the slums or something. Oh. Okay. So we know a bit about the Penny Foundation. We want to trade already. information. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, we know the Penny Foundation is basically an archaeological foundation. Yeah. And they do what they do. I was more thinking about it as we go in and say we're representative of Miss Carlisle. She has reservations about the fate of one of your expeditions. We're investigating, and we would like to see your records, to ask some questions to the relevant people, this sort of thing. I, I mean, I assume that this is about the uh, the Carlisle expedition Absolutely. in particular, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. otherwise, why would you be here on Erica's yeah. behalf? Mm -hmm. um, also, you notice a large modern floor safe in the corner of the office with the door slightly ajar. Um, 
said, uh, no, I'm entirely happy to talk about, uh, you know, the, the Carlisle expedition. Uh, what exactly do you, did you want to know? I was wondering if you had any paperwork related to it. Um, you know, I don't want inventories. Um, we believe there are still some unanswered questions, and there might be some irregularities between um, the Kenyan authorities' documents and uh, your documents. So I would like oh, a copy well, of um, manifests and things like that. Well, you're going too far, sir. As far as the Pinhu Foundation was concerned, our part of the Carlisle expedition ended in Egypt. Um, there was no further, um, as we all know, you know, the money that the Carlisle Foundation or the Pinhu Foundation had supplied to fund the project disappeared in in, in Egypt with the African. And this was this was um, in the notes as well that you gentlemen have forgotten because you've taken nine months to talk to the main lead that was in motherfucking England. <laughs> But uh, uh, if you remember on the Carlisle expedition, they, the African woman, right, uh, Carlisle's mistress. Oh, priestess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Priestess. Yeah. Is Anastasia, or whatever he called her. Where? When they got to, whenever they finally got to Egypt, she disappeared along with the Penu Foundation's 3,500 pounds. Okay. And that's what he's referring to. Okay. And they didn't did think it would be worth them making any inquiries to try and find out what happened to the investment and the main guy. And if you know, so well, they, as, as far as I mean, we were we were all devastated by Sir Aubrey's loss. But um, as far as the foundation itself was concerned, um, I mean, basically, Sir Aubrey was under the opinion that. In ancient times, a sorcerer was reputed to have ruled the Nile Valley, um, but once they got to Egypt, um, that turned out to be a complete hoax. Um, the African woman disappeared with the 3,500 pounds, and you know that was the end of it, basically. I mean, we are gentlemen of the world, are we not? I mean, um, Carlyle counted the lost money as insignificant, as do we, uh, but he was deeply affected by the defection of his lover at the time. Do you have any additional information on her? Is No, 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 no. In fact, if if you could find any information on her, it would be helpful, I assume. Well, uh, why is she nice referred to as Anastasia, do you know? I think that was his pet name for her. I'm not actually entirely sure. I've never met the woman, but... Uh, I'm sure that she was uh, as impressive as he let on. Do you have any copies of correspondence from um, Mr. Penny while he was in on the expedition back to you guys here, explaining you know what they were doing or how they were getting on or? Oh yes, I mean, Sir Aubrey did send back some correspondence to the foundation itself. Uh, but most of them actually concerned Carlisle, and no offense, but I'm not about to show private, personal correspondence um, to you. Okay, duly noted. Uh, Roddy 
takes a uh, professional interest in the safe that's opened up. <clears throat> Is there anything he can do short of, you know, walking over and trying to open the day? It's already open, but you know what I mean. It's, open. Going over it's, and it's only cracked, so you can't actually, you're not right. actually able to see inside of it. <laughs> Rodney's trying to figure out whether if when they came back here, he would have any up chance whatsoever of opening that safe. You mentioned it was modern. It's a very modern safe. I'm going to say the chance is extremely slim, but <laughs> okay, it does ahead. exist. Right. We lost you, Murph. Oh, I said, I'm sorry. I said that the, the safe is the chance. It's possible, but it's very slim. Okay. I mean, the, the expedition wasn't a total loss, you understand. I mean, we didn't, while we did lose 3,500 pounds out of the deal, I mean, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a complete loss. We did turn up some interesting artifacts from several other periods, not the one that they were looking for, but um, they dug a number of, um, of test trenches to try and um, build up Saubry's um, systematic study of Dashur and uh, they all found some secondary sites uh, somewhere in the waste to the west of the Giza pyramid. Um, the the Egyptian government loaned some of the artifacts to the British Museum, which you can actually see uh, right across the road there. Uh, but most of the items are still being cataloged uh, for the Egyptian Museum there in Cairo. Um, I'm I'm extremely interested in that, and that's the sort of information we would be looking for about oh, um, yeah. where the site was excavated, um, how many people worked there. Before um, you can some of these technical yeah. terms, I don't understand, you, but west of the just, we have to understand that. Pulls, he yeah. turns around and pulls, opens a drawer, and he shows you like some uh, some bar leaves and uh, some inscribed shards of pottery and, and stuff like yeah. that, all of blatant Egyptian flair. Uh, mm -hmm. Some broken pots. He has some people bringing in some noseless statues. Um, some the bottles have like sleek cats with like ladies wearing thin linens, perhaps. You know, I mean, it's uh, you know all sorts of uh, of little trinkets that they covered, uncovered in these test digs that that uh, that Pinhu and Gavigan or Pinhu and Aub uh, Carlisle had done. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I assume he's going to talk to me at length about the significance of these, which I don't care about. I'm going to try and politely guide the conversation back towards um, I'm after documentation. I understand. I don't understand the significance of these finds as a layman, but I would like to know where they come from, what um, what, er what era of uh, Egypt they were targeting, their digs, um, some of the technical information about the dig itself. I'm no Egyptologist. I'm sure that's uh, you know, in a polite way, obviously. But, well, he was, he was. Sir Aubrey was somewhat. Uh, how can I put this kindly? He had a very unique view of of early Egyptian history, thinking that a, a sorcerer ruled the Nile Valley, and so his theory was to try the dig. The whole purpose of the expedition was to try and build up that theory. Mm -hmm. And so they did a number of digs, and like I said, some of them were um, 
there in the Nile Valley. Some of them were in the wastelands just to the west of the Giza pyramids. Um, that's primarily where they focused. They did a number of test trenches, you know, um, uh, several dozen, uh, where they came up with these, you know, some of which is what you see here that I showed you. The the more impressive man, uh, stuff is is obviously still in Egypt at the uh, the Egyptian Museum or in uh, the British Museum um, right across the street, basically. You mentioned a, um, a technical term. It started with a D. It sounded like a, a city, maybe. Oh, uh, that I didn't get. Yeah, uh, Dashur, D H A S H U R. Yeah. Um, we would be very interested in looking at some of these um, pieces at the British Museum locally. Would you be willing to write us a letter of introduction? Well, it's not needed, sir. I mean, the ones here in the British Museum are on public display. You can walk in and see them at any time. Well, we would be wanting to talk to maybe some of the curators and things like that, and a letter of introduction couldn't hurt. I, I don't... To be completely honest with you, I don't know you well enough to introduce you to um, my counterparts there at the British Museum, and I'd hate to you know, something untoward happen, and then it'd be a blight on my good name. No offense to you at all, but... Yeah, no. We have one already. I was fishing to see if he would agree to it. That was... Yeah. Um, yeah. The um, okay, is so... I mean... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the cat figures uh, that he showed us, do they seem mm -hmm. to be representative of the goddess Bast? Um, well, not as you would think of them today. I mean, they are sleek cats. That's what they are. Oh, okay. I thought they were cats with, with uh, human bodies. I thought that was... No, no. They're, they're okay. just... They're cats. Right. Smooth, sleek, thin cats in sitting poses, primarily. Okay. Um, um, if you if you have any if you have any Egyptology or archaeology, you could roll that right now and, and uh, right, could, yeah. yeah. If, if you don't, then How about we, can, we can move on. I, I've got I've got zero one in archaeology. That's right. you, so can, you can try it. I guess. Nah. Yeah, that'd be amazing. If you made it. No, it's nothing occult about any of what he's showing you. Um, I mean, everything that he's showing you is. And, and you get the feeling everything he's telling you is on the up and up. I mean, there's nothing. Okay. There's nothing untowards about. We don't know any better to. Yeah. Can I, yeah, I actually, you, yeah. You wouldn't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want to get some documentation. I've asked a couple of times. I'm going to ask him outright. Um, I understand. I understand you might not see necessarily the wisdom of releasing some of your boring files like inventories and things like that. I genuinely believe they might help our investigation into what happened to the Carlisle expedition. Manage. We did not manage the Carlisle expedition. That was no. all done by Mr. Carlisle. We don't have anything uh -huh. like manifests or anything like that. We provided Mr. Carlisle with a lump sum of money which he used in order to fund the expedition. 
Now, the majority of that money was accosted in Egypt. And at that point, our only tie to the expedition was Sir Aubrey himself, who was there in a completely personal matter. I mean, he was there on his own volition and had no official ties with him and the Penhu Foundation. Our official tie as a foundation was tied to the money, which mainly disappeared in Egypt. So we don't have access to anything that was carried or... Yeah, I mean, the only thing that we have from Sir Aubrey is a series of personal correspondence, which, to be frank, you're not going to be able to see. I don't know you well enough to to, to show you these things. And, and I'm sorry if you find that to be rude, but I, I find it somewhat rude that you keep asking over and over. That's fine. I, I thought he had them, but didn't understand why we wanted them, and was like, oh, those... Why would you want those? And I was banging my thing at brick wall. If he only has the personal correspondence, there's not to give it to us. Fine, not much we can do there. Um, would we be able to take a tour of your um, facility here in your museum? Well, we're here. Oh, it's a shame to come all this way and then not. Oh, yeah, I, I do apologize, uh, gentlemen, but I have more important business to attend to. And to be honest, you gentlemen are trying my patience. So if you do want to see some of the results from from the Egyptian leg of the Carlisle expedition, please you know, go to the British Museum and you can view them there. Um, if you feel like you must, you could, um, you could go to Cairo, he says in a joking manner, and view the, the, uh, the pieces that are still being cataloged there at the Egyptian Museum, though I doubt that they'll let you see them. They're somewhat... Uh, closed doors to people who don't belong. So uh, with that, I, I do apologize, but I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I have uh, much business to attend to. Okay. Okay. Thank right. you, uh, Chief uh, can, Actually, can, can I take a card as well off him so we've got his numbers and... Sure. Sure. He gives you a card. Uh, it's got... Uh, it's got, you know, it's got some nice fancy scroll work on the side, and it says the Penhu Foundation, uh, 35 Tottenham Court Road, London, W01, Edward Gavigan, Director. That's all it says. Right, that'll do. Yep. Mm -hmm. And he buries um, you out, and then someone leads you out of the building. Um, before we head out of the building, can we talk to reception briefly? No. <laughs> No, there's. I mean, they're escorting you out no. of the building. Right. Um, does this have a museum here or not? Because it says there's a small private museum. Yes. Yeah, there is a small private museum on 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 site. Right. Okay, we can do that. I, I would like to see that museum. Is basically where I'm at. Right. But it doesn't have to happen now. I was hoping to confirm right, right, whether right. I had a you, museum you, or not, because I seemed well, interested to him, and he looked at me like I was crazy. Tristan, so, yeah. well, no, no, no. Yeah. Tristan, you, you hacked him off, yeah. and so he's he's ferrying you out at this point. Yeah, no, um, I understand that. You know, it is a, I thought it, it might be out of It just might be a, a midnight visit after we're done with yeah, the we can, pyramid. We can, yeah, yeah. 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 Listen, guys, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to go. It's run on me yeah, a bit yeah. early this week. Yeah, I, do apologize. I do apologize. It, it'll be next week, and it's done then. Uh, it's just a brief thing, so I, 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 I'm uh, rude to interrupt. That's okay. 
Go Don't no, you? go get your ass kicked. That's yep, fine. Go, with me. go mean, get them, Rocky. Give them help. Yeah. Be sure you play the eye of the tiger as you're getting into the ring. Yep. Oh yep. yeah. Hey, nothing, nothing other. Yep. There's only one choice. Don't lead with the head. Or maybe you should. Maybe <laughs> no, you no, should no, lead with the, the head. With the, yeah. That'll throw them off. That'll get it. <laughs> Brilliant. That'll, right. You'll, no. You'll, Break his fucking hand on that angler nose of yours. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Have a nice one. We'll see you, see you next oh, week. Sorry, I get it. Last one yeah, next no week. Worries. I'll be no in. Worries, Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Yeah. All right, and good luck. Okay, so um, as you uh, picking up as to the point where you, you okay. Anyway, you're escorted off. Out of the building, okay. And as they leave out of the building, you do happen to notice several suspicious-looking men that are actually standing about. Uh, some are English. A couple could be Arabic or Hindu. You're not entirely certain, but you do notice that there are a few interesting individuals uh, lingering around. Um, Whoever has the highest luck, give me a roll real quick. Okay. No, take that weight. Scratch that. Scratch that. No luck roll. I apologize. Go. You're saying you see pubs, Arabs, um... Yeah, you see some Englishmen, um... You can't tell if it's an Arab or a, or a Hindu, but you know there's some there's some strange guys out front. Cool. So, um, what do we do? Do we want to head at this point, just wait around, and then go to the um, the Blue Pyramid Club? Yeah, I think that might be the the thing to do. Head down to the club. We can hope that the, the gentleman's gentleman got us all dressed up nice and neat so that we look, you know, that, that we look as though we're just slumming. Slumming. Well, you know, it's... Foreigners there. I mean, real foreigners too. The, 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 the Oriental type of foreigner. Well, we're both Americans, so I think that. Right. So we wouldn't have any prejudice at all against non-white people. <laughs> and as far as the uh, British are concerned, you're you're both in That's the same right. category as the non-white people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But um, yeah, basically that because we're from out of town, it's a relatively easy introduction for us to the club. I would imagine is that we're here on business. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll have any trouble getting the club, in. The, the club that you when you staked it out that first time, um, it's not like a closed door policy. It's not a private club at all. So I mean, you can just go to the club. You know what I mean? It's not a uh, it's not a private club, is what I'm saying. They're only interested in our money right. until we demonstrate otherwise. Right. I'm certain we will. 
So, let's wait for the evening and head over. I've been dying to, to dance the Charleston again. You might be in uh, trouble at this club to dance the Charleston. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, so you guys get to the, the Blue Pyramid there later in the evening. Uh, we're going to say it's about 9-ish. It's about when it's taken off at a good like a good pace, I guess. Um, if it is dark out, we've got Theo hanging around. Yeah, he would have to be outside. There's no yeah, way yeah, no Theo problem. would be. Hanging outside. If it, gets, if it comes to Theo making an appearance, we're not concerned about stealth once that point arrives. Yeah. So... You guys uh, show up. What about Woodward? Is he gonna is he gonna scry the event, or is he uh, is he along for the ride? I sort of think we don't want to be taken away anymore of his yeah. his magic. I assumed as well. Yeah, his sand is, is yeah. Without without a, him being aware of it. Okay, so you guys. Uh, I think it's a major threat. So Bruiser is he a, a, is he a, attending as well? Yes. Okay. All right. So the lot of you uh, go to Soho and you are standing in front of the Blue Pyramid, which is fairly busy, and you can hear the the sound of Middle Eastern hits streaming out into the street. Uh, as you get inside, the club is busy uh, and is completely packed with. Uh, gesticulating, shouting customers, uh, a number of people uh, hollering and dancing of some crazy dances. and uh, You can also see there's a floor show going on uh, which consists of several extremely attractive young ladies, uh, very scantily clad uh, in belly dancer costumes basically, and they, they dance around the tables uh, and they, uh, the patrons will um, put bills in their garters and uh, in, I mean, they're in belts that are, um, you know, they're they're slipping bills in their in their, in, their, in their costumes. Basically, the reason I'm laughing is a British twenties banknote. <laughs> We're not talking about a twenty here, Bob. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But they have, uh, you know, that's that's where you're at. It's, it's a it's a happening place. Yeah. So you've taken up a. Okay, table I think we'll make our way over to the bar. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, you go to the bar. Uh, there's a bartender. <laughs> well, I think the plan. The plan I'm working off, which is what we agreed to before, is just. Um, catch up with people, uh, work the room, and just sort of see if people are worried about these attacks that seem to keep happening, whether anyone's heard any rumors, this sort of thing. Is you, what Dirk understands the plan to be, so that's what he's going to be doing. You do not notice... Um, you don't notice anyone acting overtly suspicious, let's put it this way, but this place is completely packed uh, and everyone yeah. seems to be having a very good time. In fact, it's contagious. I mean, you guys can't help but smile and have a drink. I mean, there's gorgeous women dancing yeah. in less states of dress than 
your last wives were on your wedding night, um, you know, prancing around in front of you. <laughs> it, it's quite nice. You can understand why it's a popular place to hang out. Do we do we see anybody yeah. who seems to be a? Well, I, I, we should probably just ask the 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 bartender. You know, who's in charge? Here to get info, oh. right? Yeah, he. Uh, oh, Mr. Nusha is, is in charge. He's right over there, and he points uh, to a man. It's kind of a, a a fat, kind of taciturn man sitting at a table, surrounded by some other people. He's obviously in a business meeting or something like that. He's signing papers and stuff like that. What uh, is his name again? His name is Nawisha. N a w i s h. It's his last name. Okay. Mr. Nawisha. So he's the is he the owner or the business manager? Well, he's the owner. That's owner. the owner. Do we recognize anybody at the table with him? No. Are they, uh, you know, mixed group? Some English, some. Yeah, some Egyptians. A, you can tell that some of them are uh, probably, you know, ale shipments, and some of them are, you know, there's no telling what sort of business he's doing, but he's doing business. He doesn't seem oh, okay. anything yeah, out of regular, out of regular sort. Business. Okay. Yeah, nothing, nothing out of out mm -hmm. of place at all. All right. Well, we yeah. keep sort I'm of ask the bartender. Has a yeah. Go ahead. Go, Bob. Be good. Uh, we should probably just keep half an eye on him to see if he actually finishes his business and then, you know, let him do what he's doing. Let's not interfere with his work. Let's try not to piss this one off within 30 seconds. Dirk. Um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I think we're on different wavelengths there is the problem. I wasn't trying to be a jerk. Give me the files you, I know you don't have. Oh, no, no. I, I thought know, he had the files. I know, I know. No, I know, I know you did, but, yeah. but uh, what you meant. Yeah, but no, the way no. it, yeah. it just came across that way, and, and he, he didn't want you to – I mean, he was curious about you in the first place, so he wanted to get rid of you once he yeah. got what he I wanted. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's probably a cultist. So we were lucky he didn't try and stab mm. us. We could have walked in there and stabbed him. That might have solved the problem. Anyway, um, so I guess the other question I'm going to ask the bartender is, how's, um, has there been this week, the place uh, is thriving, Have um, has there been any downsides of, um, you know, people concerned? Concerned concern for what, sir? About the 26 people who've been killed uh, connected to this club. Oh, it's been a mess. Yeah, that's been a mess. But, I mean, uh, not all of them were from here. Just a few of them were regulars. But, you know, it's not like all uh, 26 of them were here one day and then all 26 of them disappeared the next. I mean, that, that's that been uh, going on for years now. Um, for years. Okay, yeah. Um, does anyone know about any of the regulars, that any of their friends here? Oh, I don't. I don't really know, man. I, I'm sorry. I just keep the par, you know. In a place like this, it's not like a nope, it's not like a quiet bar where you get to talk to people. This is the longest conversation I've had with any damn uh, person in weeks. Honestly, I'm I'm slinging out uh, yeah. sherry more often than not. So I'm, I apologize. Yeah, 
Well, that makes sense. And with that, he's actually called yeah, away. Otherwise, he's I think we're going to prop and drinks and pour yeah, ale absolutely. and whatnot. Um, I'd like to figure out if there are any people who are acting more like a regular. If you get my drift, like they're just um, they're content to sort of keep to themselves um, near the you bar. They're really... not here for to celebrate anything. Or... You don't notice anyone of that sort. You don't. You can't pick any one individual out that's just basically just sitting here doing nothing aside from the owner who's obviously working I mean you can't pick out any anybody standing out of, of a sort so, so nobody's checking us out right right nobody you don't notice anyone paying any attention to you to speak of except for the girls who keep coming by um, that's that's about the best of it Looking for that diaper-sized 20, uh, 20 yeah. pound note. Yeah, yeah, no, no. These are pound notes they're getting, not not twenty pound notes for fuck's sake. Um, yeah. I mean, are you uh, all going to take a table then, yeah. or are we going to take a table and sit, or what? Yeah, uh, preferably I in the we'll corner. Take a table. Yep. Okay. We'll take right, a table. So pound notes. I was thinking that I might try going over to. Um, uh, Noisha, and just um, trying to talk to him about maybe one of my new novels, which might be set in a bar, and ask him if he's got any stories I could use or things like that. Work towards that. Okay. Uh, Muff's about to say something as well, so let's find out what that was. No, that was I wasn't. Go ahead. You're good. Okay. Maybe well, that's that's what I think. What do you reckon, Roddy? Yeah, I, I sort of think that's a good a good end. You you I know you've got. Like seven or eight of your books on your uh, person right now. Maybe you could take one of those over and offer it to him with a um, signed copy. Yeah. 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 Do, Ask you have a, do you have an Egyptian uh, pulp novel by chance? Egyptian, of course. That's the problem. That's the problem because I want one, and that's why I need his help. If I had seven, I wouldn't need his help. Right. So yeah. Um, All right. Could, fair enough. It's showing the one so, with the bullet so you're going to do it? Go ahead and do it, because I'm tired of talking yeah. about nothing. Yeah, so. so I'm not going to clarify. I'm not going to interrupt this meeting. I'm going to you know, hang around nearby, and when his meeting you know, winds down, I'm going to try and intercept him and um, introduce myself. Okay, it takes probably about a half an hour, I guess, for um, Noisha to, to get free of the business he was conducting, um, and then he's mm -hmm. able to talk uh, without being disturbed, you can tell. If you were going to do it... Did we get a be... first name at all? No. I think we want to stay on a respectful uh, basis with this guy. Yeah. No, I was going to do the first and last name, uh, but that's cool. Um, so when he finishes up, I'll just try and intercept him and say, oh, Mr. Noisha, I presume. Um, I was wondering if you had a moment to chat. Uh, sure, sure. Sit down, please. No, oh, thank you. Have a seat. Um, my name is Dirk Titan. Uh, perhaps you've heard of some of my novels. Um, I absolutely love this uh, club, and I was considering using something like it as a setting in one of my new novels. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, I would assume that someone who's um, who has as much experience in this as you would have a whole lot of stories, and I was hoping to interview you to find out 
um, interesting ones that I could use for flavor. Uh, well, why don't instead of interviewing me, why don't you just stay around and drink for a few weeks here in the club, and you'll have more stories than you would ever need from me. <laughs> He's being friendly about it, right? Yeah. I can see him smiling. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it can be a bit of smile. Okay, um... Well, absolutely, I would love to do that, but unfortunately I've only got a few days here before I need to be um, back to my publisher in New York. So I was uh, wondering if you, could, if you could spare even a few minutes to have a chat about um, some of the interesting things. I mean, I'm sure you lived a very interesting life. I, inter I run a club. I don't, I don't have an interesting life. It's not all it's cracked up to be. Well... I think I read in the paper, wasn't, aren't there some murders associated with this club? That sounds right up my alley for a, a, a novel. Ah, He's work, a, working his magic again. That's, that's not a... The, to say they are associated with it, it's like saying that... Uh, that uh, well, it's like saying we had something to do with it, and we don't. I mean, it just happens to be that, that there's some psychopath out there killing Egyptians who doesn't like immigrants, and we happen to be the primary spot for Egyptians in the, in the city. So, of course they came through here. Da. No, I hadn't thought of it that way. You're quite right. Um, so, is, I understand you're a very busy man. Uh, is there anyone else you might suggest that I would, it would be worth speaking to anyone that's a regular or has some other stories? I know there's no... I mean, uh, you... You've got me, man. I have no idea. You, you, why don't you just sit around and, and, and enjoy yourself and drink and be merry and everything will be great. Okay, well, yes, I'll, I'll take my glass. I, I might follow that exact advice. and I'll, I'll leave you to it. Thank you very much for your time. Okay, so you walk off and leave him be, and he just sits there and enjoys yeah. himself for the rest of the evening. Um, a few yeah. minutes later, however, one of the dancers um, comes up as she's dancing, and she whispers into Roddy's ear. She says, um, You are the ugliest man I've ever seen. Well, no, she would have... Dirk's asking all the questions, so she would have gone to Dirk and said, yeah. You have questions? I have answers. Meet me at midnight down the street. And then she dances off. Okay. What time is it now? Tell, tell Roddy. Uh, we'll say it's, you know, we'll say it's 10 o'clock. Okay, so I guess Roddy and, and Bruiser are just going to sit back and drink as little as possible while appearing to drink. Lots of water and occasional beer. Okay. They so you sit around. Stay sober. Uh, we'll say it's 11.45. What are you guys going to do? Well, we're gonna head out this meeting. Okay, where are you gonna go? Or, or, or down the street? I mean, yeah, she gave you an address. We'll say that's down the street. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I imagine she goes more. Find me at the place. Down the I assume but, there's yeah. a uh, terrain. Yeah, there's. She gave you an address, which is right down the road. Uh, you both show up there, and after a few minutes, uh, an Egyptian woman who you last saw wearing a belly dancer's outfit is now you know fully clothed with a with a you know a trench coat on um, 
walking towards you down the street. Mm-hmm. Is she? What nationality does she seem to be? Is she Egyptian? She's, she's Egyptian. Yeah. Okay. She's Egyptian. All right. And also, we on the way down there, we let Theo know to sort of hang out in the, the shadows nearby. Sure. So that we've got, because that way we've got Theo, Bruiser, the the Butler, and the two of us. We're we're, we're pretty well maxed out as far as our firepower goes, just in case. Fair enough. Yeah. She could be tough. Take that Egyptian dancer. Uh, yeah. Murph's yawning. No, well, I'm sorry, I'm yawning. I'm talking I... early. Um, so you guys, anyway. uh, she gets to you, you know, and she said you, you were you were asking around the club, you were asking about the murders. Yes. Yes. What do you want to know? Um. Do you know anyone who's been anyone suspicious around? The Is club? it connected to the club? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's the Brotherhood. <laughs> it's the Brotherhood, and I'm scared oh. of them. Listen, they killed my boyfriend. They killed my boyfriend, and I want revenge. If you you take them out, if I tell you what happens, you take them out. What's your name? Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. My name is Yalisha. Yalisha. Y a l e s h a. Yalisha. What was your boyfriend's name? Do you know? Saeed. What the fuck? That's my goddamn question. <laughs> Do you know what your boyfriend? Oh, I wasn't sure what kind of boyfriend. I wasn't sure what kind of boyfriend this was. <laughs> His name was John. Yeah. <laughs> names are all they tend to blur, you know? They're all named Joe. So this is her actual boyfriend. If you want to know if you so, want to know yes. what look, every about once a month a truck comes by the club. Two dozen people pour into the truck from the club, all of them led by that that, that man, Tuflik Al Said. Oh, and then they Tuflik. leave. They, they they all go somewhere out of London, I think. I, I don't know where they go, but they all get into this truck and disappear. When was the last time this happened? It's been a while. It's it'd be a we'll say um, two weeks. Okay. Um. Well, we can. You know, Tufik is dead. Stage one. That, yeah. What? Take that off the revenge list. Yes. Oh, that's that's wonderful. But still, there's still people are dying. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So, you say it would it would be reasonable to assume that this truck will be coming by in about two weeks. Well, if Tuflik is dead, I don't know, but yes. Is it the same 20, to the best of your knowledge, the same 24 people that get on board each time? I don't, or are they I different? don't know. I know it's, sometimes it's different, but it's always Tuflik who led them on board. How do, you, how do you know it's the Brotherhood? Everyone knows it's the Brotherhood. Okay. 
Um, how many of the people come back? I don't know. I'm not here when they come back. They leave late. Right. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you what I know, that I've been reading the papers that these um, the victims have been turning up in London. You're saying that um, something happens um, further north? They get in a truck and they go a, a, a long distance away? Yes, they're going somewhere away. I don't know where. That's, listen, that is all I can say. I cannot talk to you. If they see me talking to you, I'll be dead next. And with that, she kind of turns and starts scurrying away down the street without waiting for you to respond. Okay. All right. So we got the blood of the hood of the black pharaoh again. No truck. Drive off. All right. Now, guys, I think, and I might be wrong, but look at your leads, and I think that we've actually touched on everything up to uh, everything within the city, at least at this point, if I'm right. Is there anything that y'all haven't done within the city? Right. I think we've started everything inside the city. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, I think we've touched at yeah. least everything within the city. I believe so. So we've done the artist. We haven't done the Derwent region, but that wasn't the question. We've looked into this killer. We've burned down the spice shop. We believe, or we've, we've had these smog monsters, uh, the Penhue Foundation, and we've translated the scroll. So yes, I think that is everything. All right. Just double-checking there. Um, yeah, I'll just double-check it. But keep going. Let's see. The um, Make me a spot-hidden roll as you are... What are you guys doing right now? So she's walked off. Are you? Are the group of you going to back to the Mad Hatter, or are you all going to go somewhere else? I mean, it is midnight. They're just after. I think... Um, I would probably just not follow her, but try and make sure she's not jumped on the way back to the club. Just so sort of she's keep not, an eye on her until she going, gets to somewhere. She's not going back to the club. Yeah. She's heading in a different direction. She's she's obviously going home. But she gets on the tube or the bus or something. Yeah, she's, she's getting a bus. Yeah. And she's You see her get on a bus and leaves. Yeah, okay, fine. Then, yeah, I'm, happy to, I'm quite happy to head back to the hotel. Okay, make me a spot hidden. All of you. Okay. Uh, go roll for. Uh, I, I made it. Woodward is blind. Yes. I do. Bruiser, bruiser impaled it. By the way, um, you notice that the fog is starting to roll in rather quickly. I don't like the fog. All right, uh, Roddy's had experience. Place, right? Roddy's had experience with this, as I recall, back at the uh, Ritz. So he sees right. that fog suddenly coming up. He starts looking for light. Um, you all smell the 
the uh, the smell of burning hair kind of permeates yep. through the yep. air. Roddy's heading for light. He, Roddy's heading for the lights. Uh, yells at Theo to head back into the sewers because I know you're out there listening. Pretty much yells to everybody. Head for lights. Head head yep. for somebody well lit right now. Don't wait. Mm-hmm. And he runs away from the, uh, yep. the direction the fog is coming in, looking for this lights, looking for this lit area. Okay, if you're running off in any direction whatsoever, make me a dex roll. Oh, God. And the other question, the other thing is, he says, does anybody have a flashlight? Because I ain't got a goddamn chance of making this dex roll. So I don't think he's terrible with us. Oh, oh, Roddy rolls at 100. Oh, my God, that's great. Breaks his ankle. Uh, so before we need to run, <laughs> how well is the current area we're in now? Not like very. I assume there's gas lights around the place. It's not very well lit. You're, where she put you was kind of off the main road. You're in Soho already, which is kind of the is this isn't a greatest part of town. It's starting on the up and up, but it's not entirely. There's not a lot of street lights. Right. Uh, and where she put you was kind of off this main street, so you're in a uh, in a darker area of the neighborhood. If, if Roddy, so I'm going to follow uh, Roddy's lead and try and run away. If Roddy survives, yes. he is going to make sure that he has a flashlight with him at all times. <laughs> all right, so, That's um, a success under X times two. Yeah. You, I might, if Roddy falls over, I, I might try and help him though, so we'll see how that goes first. Okay, so so Bruiser's taken off. Thea takes off into the sewers. Um, Woodward amazingly uh, saw the fog coming in and, and disappeared as well because he knew what the hell was going on. As soon as you said fog's rolling in and you smell the burning hair, Woodward kind of bolted as well. Um, Bob, as you're starting to run off, um, you trip on a um, some... I don't know some detritus there in the in the alleyway that you're in, yeah. and you end up uh, taking a point of damage as you twist your ankle and fall to the ground. Yeah. And um, Nigel, you you're running away, and in front of you, Bob um, falls. Uh, he gasps in pain, and you actually jump over him with your impressive roll of 11 and land on the other side of him and can continue running, or you can uh, stop and help if you want. No, I'm going I'm to stop and help. Um, so, twisted ankle. Um, how big is Roddy? What, what's Roddy's size? Roddy's uh, uh, 13. Okay. He's 13. He's moderate, you know. Right in the middle, so well, a little bit bigger than in the middle. Yeah. Both are very strong. So what I guess I'm going to try and do is, um, you know, stand you up and we'll, you know, give you a shoulder and we can try and get out of here. Okay. Let me add to adventure gear. In the future, I have a flashlight. Not for this one, but for the next time. Do you have a flashlight by any chance? Would it be fair to say, man, that as men in the 20s, we all smoke? 
which might explain our terrible constitutions and dexes. <laughs> um, again, it's kind of like the uh, I want to bring Bob or Scott's character in at the last second. You're not going to be able to. I, it wouldn't be unreasonable to assume it, but I'm not going to let you do it now just because you thought of it as being a brilliant idea at the time. You know what I mean? Right. So add, add it to the uh, to your personal suggestions for next time. Yeah, exactly. Just like I did with the flashlight. The next time I got a flashlight. Don't do me any good now. So uh, you get... Um, you get uh, you fall down Tristan stops to help and pick you up and as you do that the fog rolls through and comes around the both of you and I mean the odor of hair burning hair is, is kind of overwhelming but more importantly than that is you can feel the fog pressing into your mouth and nose, both of you. So uh, you have a couple of options here. Um, you can die, or you can um, make me some rolls. We're going to have to do some re strength resistance checks. <clears throat> At least I got a good yeah. strength. Hang on just a second. Let me... Yeah, let me find the resistance table, too. 31. Cool, we can do it in your head. There it is. Hang on just a second. Sorry. Trying to find my shit here. I've lost it. If you have the book, it's on 55 for the resistance table, if that's what you're no, looking for. No, yeah, I wasn't looking for that. All right, here we go. All right, hang on just a second. Let me, uh, before, actually, before you do that, I need to make a couple of rolls. So there's two of you, so Ooh, a one, a sixty, a one, a fifty, a one hundred, <laughs> an eighty-five, and an eighty-two. Jesus. A one and a one hundred within two rolls of each other. A one, a fifty, and a one hundred. That's the whole gamut right there, right? Yeah, the yeah. One the the average. Cancel each other out in a certain sense. <laughs> <laughs> As long as I get the hundred, I assume Murph was doing one, one for you, one for me, sort of thing. Yeah. So there was a well, one hundred for the same person. But we, yeah, I, I know what the rolls for, so I'm purely speculating. Yeah. So one of you got a one, and one of you got a one hundred. Unfortunately, actually, it's not. It's going to be the first roll was for. So the sixty I rolled was to hit Roddy. The one was to hit Dirk. The 50 was for Roddy. The 100 was for Dirk. The 86 was for Roddy. And the 82 is for Dirk. Okay? So it's 60, 50, 86 for me. 
and and just so that we all know, um, and because why not, um, it's fifty to hit. So we have the one for Dirk, one hit for Dirk, one yep. hit for Roddy, Roddy, and then we have a a, a serious blunder for uh, Dirk. Yeah. Which doesn't really apply since this is a fucking fog creature, but you know, um, we'll figure something out. Yeah, something I don't know. Uh, he, he, he finds some matches in his pocket. Yeah. Um, all right, so both of you. Um, <laughs> Both of you have a tendril of fog has has pressed itself into your mouths. What the hell is that? Oh wow! Okay, My phone just activated for no reason. Um, so both of you are um, have got this tendril of fog that's pressed itself into its into your mouth. Um, make me a strength roll on the resistance table, please. Okay, so I assume I that's... Hang on, and I'll tell you. Let me get it myself. So that's just a straight strength. Is that the case? Yeah, you're looking at... Uh, it's pretty easy right now. So your role, your strength... What is your strength, uh, Roddy? Fifteen. Fifteen. So just don't roll a 100. Okay, gotcha. Dirk's is six, so uh, oh, I shit. suspect he'll That's have gonna a be harder time with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so I rolled a 46. Okay, so uh, good. I'm phone ringing here. That's I'm not good. answering. No, I'm not answering. Uh, Bob, you're able to... You, you, you were able to... to Push the the tentacle out of your your mouth somehow right. or another. Um, Dirk, you're gonna have to make me a fifty five or better. Six. Wait, you have a six. Fifty or better. Sorry. Okay, so you get it out as well. You both get it out. All right. And then we'll do. Now it's uh, it's your guys' turn. Uh, do we still have a general sense as to the direction we were running? Could we sort of establish that uh -huh. from the fact that he ran up and jumped over me, so we're sort of pointed in a general direction? Make a luck roll. Okay. If, I'm going to say you don't, because you fell with a 100 on the ground. You have no okay. idea what direction you were right. going. Dirk might. But, and I but failed the luck roll. This is my luck roll. Dirk knows. Yeah. So Dirk, Dirk has a pretty sure. Yeah, Dirk, Dirk knows pretty sure what, what direction yeah. he's betting. Alright, so... Uh, my question is, if it, how yeah. much distance did the fog cover between when I picked Roddy up? Like, how fast is the fog moving? Do I think we could even outrun it? Uh, you're completely... You don't know, because in the time that you stopped to pick up Roddy, you were completely enshrouded in fog. You can literally almost not see Roddy in front of you. Ah, uh, but I can see Dirk, therefore. 
You can see each other, but only just. All right. So if Dirk knows the direction yeah. to go, yeah, he might indicate that, that to me, and no, then no, I yeah, just follow. You could him. tell him. Yeah, yeah. You could tell him. Here's the here's the kicker, though. Yeah, um, he would have to tell you because. Mm -hmm. With 100, he jumped over you, and you would have been rolling on the ground. Right. So you're not sure if whenever he landed, he was in front of you, or if he jumped at all, or you know what I mean. So he's going to have to physically tell you what direction to yeah. run. Just say, "Follow me." Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. I don't want to be talking at the moment because things go in orifices when they're open. So I imagine Dirk's got his handkerchief out. He's trying to put it over his mouth so things don't go in, and he's just pointing, and he's trying to limp with Roddy in that direction. And Roddy gives okay. him the thumb, and Roddy limps in that direction. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm shouldering you at the moment. That's, look, that's um, Roddy, 15, a Dirk, 74, a 91 for Roddy, a 30 for Dirk, a right. 91 for Roddy. Only one. A 78 for – so two on – isn't that two on Dirk, right? Or two, one, on each, no, one on each again. So yeah, let's do let's do that one more time. All right. It shouldn't be we... hard for you as long as you don't botch. Same thing. So it's basically this the, the fog's a yes. six. Just Man, I got a sixty. I'm in. No, I'm still under my fifty. You rolled. Yeah. Okay. So you're good. So you you're able to pull it out again as it tries to get in you again. Yep. Yep. We both. What did I roll the? Do we have a sense of straight? Like I'm not not asking how far away are we now, but did we walk for ages to get to where the meeting place was, or was it relatively close? Say that again. How far are we how from far the? How uh... broadly were we to go to the meeting? Did we walk like ten minutes off a main street to get to the meeting, or are we like just around the corner? No, yeah, you like, did. What's uh, our distance scale here? Yeah. Yeah, you walked about five or ten minutes down the road to the to the meeting spot. Okay. And for that five or ten minutes, it was pretty dingy, I would imagine. Yeah. Right. I I would think what right. we're looking to do right now is we're looking to find a wall that we can go down until we find a doorway that we can go in. And close behind us. We we want to get off the street. We want to get away from the fog, off the street. If we find a light source, so much the better. But if we don't, we just got to get off the street. If we can find a manhole cover, not that I think we can lift that, it, but that sounded really good to me. Um, yeah. So, can we see any lights on the buildings on the street we're walking down? Are there any? No, you were you were completely enshrouded in fog. And since okay. you're staying when we were walking Roddy, down Roddy's, here beforehand, Roddy's Roddy's movement is is severely impaired at this point. So you're hobbling along if you're staying with Roddy. Yes, I get that. I guess what I'm saying is, um, probably not is the answer, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, were any of when we walked down here before? Did we see much activity in the buildings? What kind of buildings are no. they? No, no, um, they were all they're all. Sort of if if they weren't empty, they're just closed up for the night. You know what I mean? The the, the where you are for this meeting was was and, a fairly yeah. back alley area that she wouldn't be noticed by people who are going to the club. 
Yep. Uh, more like shops, more like um, house, like townhouses. What kind more, of more, neighborhood are we talking about? Well, it's Soho, so we're talking like probably the back ends of shops, the back ends of tenement buildings, some generic offices. I mean, it's it's not very much happening yeah. here. Yeah, and last fun question for you. Um, in the 1920s, if we were to break into a property, um, how easy would it be to turn on the lights? Is it like a, is it as simple as a switch or do we have to do anything fancier? It depends on what property you break into. That's as far as I'm going to go. Fair, fair if, it, so, yeah. if we can get off the I street, think that's it. we can slow the advance of the fog. You know, and worry about the lights. Yeah. We want to slow the advance of the fog, at least make it come underneath a, a door, you know, under a jam, something so that we've got some protection between us and it. And that gives us a little opportunity to clear our heads, be able to see where we're going, maybe head out the back door. You know, we just we want distance. We want to be away from the fog and everything yeah. else is great. Oh, I like that. Okay, so you're moving along the, the alleyway again. And I'll give you a wall to lean on. I don't really give a shit. So, yeah, so I guess we're looking for... I'm not, I'm, okay, so now it's a, like an alley rather than a street. We're looking for a door along here. So we're going to follow an edge until we find a door or a window or something of that. Right, and, and I think, you know, Dirk should go ahead. Staying with me is just endangering him and, and making it slow for us to find a place to hide. Once we found the place, then but what if, he does after that. Go ahead. No, so here's the thing, though. Dirk probably can't get through a door without you. So I think Dirk what he's saying is run, run, run off. I think That's what he's saying is run off and find the door and then come back and get help him into the door. Right. What he's at least, at least if one able, of us is alive, there's hope. Which I understand true, what you're I guess saying. I might struggle to find you again. Because in, I'm, in on wall, I, I I'm on the same wall as you. I'm on the same wall as you. Okay, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? You go up the wall, find yeah. it, okay, you know, straight back on the wall, and hopefully I'm still alive because you're not moving me if I'm down. <laughs> yeah, sounds good to me. That's good. You know, survival of the group. we got to yeah. get the, the, the brain of the group moving. And mm -hmm. so. We also know that Woodward is kind of a jerk. So, um, <laughs> um, so right. Um, would you like a dexterity roll for me to follow okay. this wall faster so to now, Murph, find a thing? Yeah, yeah. I, we're going to... So, right, and I'm following the wall as well. All right, you follow the wall. Uh, Dirk, roll me... Both of you make me a dex check. Uh, Dirk, just a regular dex. Uh, Roddy, you're going to have to make it, like, times two. That's a failure for Dirk, but not like a critical failure. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a failure for Roddy. He's useless. He's the most yes. uncoordinated, ugly well, I mean, person in the world. You've got a twisted ankle, so you you just no. Fall he was already a, he's uncoordinated. What? Okay. <laughs> you've fallen back. Okay. I mean, you have no one to help you now. So now. No, you're, that's okay. That's you've okay. fallen back to the ground. 
Okay. So his ankle was really bad. It wasn't just tweaked. It was really bad. Yeah. Um, no, I did roll 100. I'm not complaining. Whatever. I mean, you fucking rolled 100. Wish. Um, Looks fine. Dirk, you... No, uh, no, you're right. You're right. I'm not, you know... Dirk, you have one that, that gets... Uh, you feel another tendril fog. Say that again? I thought we were doing Dirk second. Doesn't matter. If you want to do that, it's your call. Oh, oh no, you're right. That was No, I'm sorry. You're right. It's Roddy. I, 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 well, see, it's... Well, thanks a lot, Dirk. It's Roddy. <laughs> the only reason I'm throwing you under the bus is you actually have Roddy. strength. So, uh, yeah. No, you yeah, know. So, Oh, no, yeah. Okay, so what is your strength again, Roddy? 16? 15. 15? Yeah. So you need to roll a... Let's see. 65 or better. Okay, duck. That's getting kind of... And he does. No, you rolled a 69. You said 65 or better. Under 65. Oh, under 65. Well, okay. No, I did not. Okay, so take uh, one point of damage. And you are basically unable to breathe at this point. Okay. Um, next would be your turn. Uh, you can still attempt to move. Yep. Uh, I'm going to make you roll that dex times two again to move forward, though. No, come on. Give me a break. Nope. All right, so you just don't move. Dirt, are you gonna? Are you running your full run there at this point? Um, I figure Dirk is walking. I mean, I can't see. I'm probably not keen to run. I figure I've got one hand on the wall at a brisk walk, trying to find a door, and one hand is out in front of me to make sure I don't, like, hit crates or things like that, if that was a right. concern, or bins, or whatever might be on the street. And that's, okay. a, that's a pretty good roll. I think that's... Roll. Yeah, that's your... Yeah, that's be, a success. So you don't run into anything or fall down. Now roll me a luck real quick, Dirk. Sure. Um, baby, you made it. Yes. You find a doorway there. There's a door there that you just come up to. Okay, excellent. So I'm going to head back to Roddy's right, just check the door first. Check the door first. Yeah, I'll well, check he, it. Well, well, I'll check if the door is open. You're already heading back. You, you, you already well, said you're heading back. Part of finding the door <laughs> is the door knob, right? Yeah, you would have found the doorknob. You can twist the doorknob. Yeah. Yes. Is it open or is it locked? No, it's locked. <laughs> it's locked. It's the middle of the night. You don't know. They might be very trusting inside. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, so now it's back. Uh, yeah. It's back again. Let's see. Here's Roddy. Dirt. Roddy. Dirt. Roddy. Shit. Dirt. So we got uh, one on dirt, one on Roddy. So let's do Roddy first. This time, Roddy, you're at you're at a 15 strength, right? Yep. You got to make 35 or better. Okay. 53. 
take Is Dirk's two that points. bad as Roddy's? No, just take two points of damage. Okay. Yep, did. Okay, now, um, Dirk, you are Dirk's going to, to do, you still have to do uh, 50. Okay, that's good. Yep. No, you rolled an 80. No. So, um, with an 80. Take, yep. t make a sand roll, Dirk, first, because you realize now that the fog has just pressed inside your nose and is blocking off the back of your throat so you cannot breathe. So make me a sand roll. I succeed Actually, on the sand roll. I take, I take that. You succeed on the sand roll. Um, now lose. Make me a, a 1d8. Roll 1d8. Sure. Five points. Five. So you lose, you lose five sand for being uh, attacked by this fog thing. And it's cool. uh, um, now it's so it's your guys. Okay, can I can I crawl? Uh, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna yes. help us out a lot here, Bob. Um, that's five in one go, Murph. I get an insanity from that. Oh, sweet. One moment, please. I get to pull up the favorite charts. Uh, go ahead and do me a... Uh, let's see, what is it? I can't remember what it is in this damn book. A 1D100 or a 1D10. It's a 1D10. Roll me a 1D10. It's a D10. Six. Number six. Holy shit. You are now inflicted with suicidal mania. Okay, no, suicidal mania. That's that's what I'm doing anyway. <laughs> or six rounds. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to try so and I, kill yourself. I think that's basically what I'm doing. You're a nut well, if you think that what you're doing. What you're doing right now, no, no. What you're doing right now is saving your friend. Yeah. What, you're, what you're now focused on is killing yourself. Really? Now, honestly, okay. the, easiest, um, the easiest way to kill yourself in this situation would be just to not make your strength check. Right. Okay, then I, I won't. I won't resist the, the fog tendrils. I suppose, but if that's fine. Um, I still have the capacity to help Roddy, though. Yeah, I don't know. Would, would a suicidal mania... Because I, would that... I would have interpreted I was being suicidal. I suppose it depends how you decide suicidal. I could, he could have run off, and he's helping... And it's probably going to kill him, but he's going to try and help Roddy. I'll go with that. If you want to try and help Roddy, and you see that yeah. as being suicidal, then I'll go ahead and I'll stay with that. Yeah. We we can keep that up, but but here's the kicker: you're not going to leave the fog. If even if you get Roddy to a safe place, you're not going to exit. Okay. For six yeah. rounds, at least. You know what I'm saying? I can't yeah. hear you, Bob. You're yeah, Bob. Fine. You. I still can't hear you, Bob. There, that's better. Okay. If 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 Roddy gets to a safe location. He has the strength to just reach out and grab the little guy and drag him into that safe spot, assuming we can get that bad done. Right. 
so but for right now, uh, yeah. so you've got another. You went for, uh, you found it on your second round, so you'll find Roddy again. Uh, we'll see how. Let's we'll see how Roddy moves first. So Roddy, right. are you going to try and move? I'm. I'm just crawling. I just want to make. If I just, can make five feet. Okay. You know what I'm saying. Now, whatever I can. Yeah. Whatever yeah. Whatever can you get. can get. Just make a regular dex roll then. Okay. So, come on. A three! Yes. I made a okay. dex roll! Oh, Unbelievable! You slide, your ass, you slide your ass through uh, the muck and the dirt uh, along oh, the street yeah. edges. You're choking for life. Um, and then it's Dirk. So, Dirk, you'll be able to get him uh, at the end of this mm -hmm. round. You'll be there with him again. You'll be able to find him again if you pass without... Now, you haven't fallen down. Now, hit your luck again to make sure you're not completely... Mm -hmm. So you'll find them. You'll find them. You'll just get them at the end of at the beginning of this next round, as opposed to the end of this round. Is all that's going to mean? Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. All right. So here's Roddy. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Oh, wait, I'm, uh, it helps if I roll the right thing. Um, hang on. There we go. Roddy. Dirt. Roddy. Yeah. Dirt, Roddy, Dirt. Okay. So we so. got. We'll do Roddy first. Roddy's got one, one more on you, right? Uh-huh. So Roddy, you have to now make. Fifteen, you said. Yeah. You gotta uh, make a five or better on your strength check. Yeah, I didn't. Jesus. So now you take three points of damage. Man, that smokes up to twenty-four. Wow, bad smoke. I'm sorry. What was the roll on the? How how much um, hit points did I take, Murph? Sorry. Three, three more. What are you at uh, now? Seven. That's about half. Yes. Yeah, so roll your con. Straight up. Straight up. Well, yeah, 1D100. Yeah. 34. I got a con of 15. So you... you Fail. Yeah. So you're... You failed it? How, it's not... Uh, it's so under it's, five times con. Okay, it's under five. That's yeah. what I asked. It's not con straight up. Yeah, Yeah. so you... Yeah, yeah. I made it. I made it. Sorry. Yeah, That's okay. so you made it. Okay. You're still not... You're not unconscious. Um, Dirk, how many hit Dirk you, Dirk? Two of Two total? So he's got two. six strengths. Oh, wait. How many? Let's see. You had uh, this one, two. So two of them, two extras on you, right? Yes, two extras. So this is the second and the third one. Yeah, so you're uh, you might be fucked, Dirk. Uh, roll a one d hundred if you can if you can hit a one, you've done it. <laughs> you're in the realm of automatic failures at this 19. point. Nineteen. Yeah, and for the second one, I'll roll for that one as well. No, it's just oh, one. Thirteen. So both no, good no, rolls, it's, it's nineteen just... and a thirteen, but not good enough. Yeah, it's just one roll though. It's it's yeah. a combined roll for all of it. So take uh, oh, two both? points. Sorry. Yeah, 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 it's all right. Take take two points of uh, damage, dirt. 
got. So it can't double check me on which is nice. No, it just adds to it. What it does is each tendril it gets in, it just adds to the strength that you have to check against. Yeah, excellent. Thankfully, it's almost out of tendrils. So. Oh, yes, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> shove all the tendrils down. Um, so, okay, that being done, um, that wasn't pleasant at all. But I now find Roddy. Yes, you're now at Roddy, and you are both choking and gasping for life. But you're together. I'm going to try and stand him up against the wall. Uh, I think you'd be better just dragging me towards the door. We want to keep moving. We don't want to be... <laughs> can't do it. Can't, I think both can't drag it all. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> he's yeah, got I, a strength and he's I dying. Would, I would drag you if I could, but I'm, okay. that, I'm a weak author. I couldn't drag the weight if I wanted to. All right. <laughs> um. So, but you can lift me. Yeah, that's right. I'll just lift you over one shot, one hand. Yeah, exactly. Then, exactly. You're gonna lift me, yeah. but you can't drag me. <laughs> so, is there any manhole covers <laughs> around that Theo can come out of and just pick us up and carry us? <laughs> Actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I just rolled a luck for the both of you, and I rolled an eight. Okay. Yep. We'll see how that pans out here in just a moment. Yeah. Because um, there's no way Theo would have left Roddy behind. I, I admit that. So here we go. Um, yeah. You've got roll. Um, so I'm trying to, to get you up. Well, I, I can't be too far crawling from that door. I mean, I crawled whatever, and in that very same turn, he pretty much came back and found me. And he's choking to death, and he's trying yeah, to I commit mean, you suicide. Could get, you could both get to that door the next round. Okay. Uh -huh. that's, that's not the question. The question is whether or not you're going to be alive. <laughs> you're going to be alive to a get to the round. B to have Thea come and help, which he's on his or she's on his way to, her way to do right now. Or C find the fucking door again. Um, I mean, it's the, there's a whole smorgasbord of things that are about to go wrong nah, here. We should be able to find the door. I mean, it's in the wall, and we got the wall. Unless it yeah. moved. I know, I know we've had bad luck with doors, but... <laughs> yeah. All, right. Yeah. All right, so go the ahead and... six uh, feet high on the wall. Yeah. yeah. Just so I, when I say stand Roddy up, I'm not necessarily meaning, like, walking, just, just you know, crouching or getting to the doors. You know, to he's trying to get you to move under your own power so that he doesn't have to carry you because it's not sure. possible. Sure, sure. Exactly. <laughs> so make a, yeah. make a dex times... Uh, two roll, Bob. Jesus. No, you know what? Make it times three. Make it times three because he's yeah. helping you. And we'll just offset that with I that. made it. Well, I made, made Dex again. Sweet. Ah. So now ah. you, you're both walking towards the... Uh, you're both walking towards the, um, the door and you'll get there at the beginning of the next round. Okay. okay. Um... However, make another strength check, sure. Dirt, at... Actually, you're not even going to try and resist it at this point, we, we determined. Or, no, you, you will try to resist it just to help them. Oh, they're they're wedged in there, yeah. Roll a one. Yeah. Okay, let's see that happen. Take four points of damage, Dirk. 
Oh, Jesus. He's got to be very well, close to the how, end. How close are you there? That's on two hit points now, so I'm going to roll to see if I fall unconscious. Okay. <sighs> no, you don't. Which Amazing. I don't. That's brilliant. Hanging okay, in no. there despite my suicidal tendencies. <laughs> right. Bob, go ahead and do the same for you. But you, you have to get a, uh, a five. Okay. Or better. Nerdy, no. so I didn't. So you take five points, right? Well, I'm down to two as well. So make you another roll there. Oh, Jesus, what the hell do I have to roll? Hey, well, you just got to make your con. Yeah, I didn't. Well, okay. uh, yeah, I did. No, I did. If it's gone by five, I did. Yeah, okay, good. Then you're still conscious as well. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So you're both still conscious, uh, and the door is right there. Um, <laughs> so close. And you hear Thea hollering for you uh, in the fog himself, which is why I didn't roll attack on you guys. Um, so you, you hear Thea hollering for you guys in the fog somewhere near you, not far at all. And I, I reply, of course, Theo, Theo, can, can you follow us from the noise? Amazingly, he does. She does. It does. And um, <laughs> that's only a applicable to Theo, yeah. right? With a 14 roll, um, he's able, to, she is able to, uh, to hone, echolocate your, your approximate position and it shows up through the fog there um, quite readily there on that turn. Um, so now we have one last round. God. Hopefully. Oh, I don't think either one of us. I was hoping to locksmith that door at least to get us in, but. We'll kick it in. Yeah. Make, uh, well, actually, since it's a new round and yep, Thea's, gotta... Thea goes. What's what's Thea's dex? It's actually not bad, is it? I'm not too sure. Hang on a moment. Let me look really quick and see. I think it's 12. Okay. Theodora Wentworth. It is. Well, that's not going to change, so I can grab that one. 14. 14. 14. Yeah. And well, what about uh, what about you, Bob? Yours is low. I know. Yeah, uh, eight. Chris, what is yours? Mine's low, too. Okay. Yes, so, yes. hang on. Let me make a roll real quick for, for uh, okay, it does not hit Thea. There's only one left, so it doesn't hit Thea. Um, Thea will attempt to smash in the door by rolling, you know, smashing into it. What is his strength since you have it up? Yeah, let's pop it back down. Hang on. I think it's something. 18. 18, yeah, okay, that's what I thought. So, this is a back alley door in Soho. It's not the greatest door in the world, so it's only got a strength <laughs> of 15. Those are and he basically uh, obliterates the door. Um, so the door explodes in, 
and you guys tumble inside. He pulls you inside. Um, however, the tendrils are still there. So make uh, take another this time five points minus three. And I think we both die. You're both yep. are negative. Yeah, that's all right because Thea is not. So Thea. At this time, you both guys are down to negatives. We're both dead. Well, you're to negative. No, that's that's dead, Murph. That's <laughs> negative three. We're both dead. No, I don't want to kill you though, guys. You're um, dead. <laughs> but I don't want to. I, I had this big thing. You know. Okay, so what happens then? I just killed okay, you. Okay, let's go so, unconscious then. Yeah. <laughs> right. <sighs> Did I say five? I meant four. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me think. Let me think here. It's actually it's well, five. At that point, points. how's this then? It's, um, look, it's five five the door and hit the light switch. That's what I'm trying to guess. Is if he can hit the is light it? switch, okay. or whether there was just a light on, or there was well, just a light on. the yeah. door down. Now, can he do the same light switch in the same round? That's the thing. Oh, but wait, you guys are conscious still, right? Dirk, you're conscious? Yes. I mean, for the for the time being, right? Okay, so here's what you do. I'm, I'm going to tell time you. Being, yeah. Okay, so you burst through the door. Thea mm -hmm. breaks the door in. You all pile through, and you have one action left before this round and the, <laughs> the damage hits. Okay? It's all hinges on this one roll, Tristan, Okay. Roll the yes. luck to see if the light switch is right there where you think it is. Where it should logically Point be out. every other fucking matters. house. It does, if you'll just bear with me. Now, I don't want to no, watch. As a suicidal... Yeah, I suppose I still... I don't want yeah, to say it but No, no. Your suicidal tendency that we determined earlier was to go back and to save... Bob, okay? So, regardless, we're determining right now whether you kill both of them or you just kill yourself, okay? Yeah, you can walk right back into the fog. By chance, then that's fine. You can try and walk back into the fog if you want. Right. So, make a luck roll, Tristan. You'd like a luck roll? Come on, baby! Yes, he made it! 42, yes. All right. So as you burst through the door, right, you immediately you mm -hmm. spin to the side and swipe your hand up on the wall where the light switch should be, and by luck would have it, the lights come on, and the fog immediately just evacuates your mouth and nose, and you can breathe again, gasping horribly for air. Mm -hmm. Okay, Bob, and you're, you're taking breaths mm -hmm. again. Right. So what I try to what I do right now is if if Tristan starts moving towards the door, well, Tristan hasn't done anything yet. So okay, but I, I want I, Theo to grab him to damage, prevent it. I think if he's no one else knows he's suicidal. suicidal. No one else knows he's suicidal. Yeah, I, don't, That's I haven't thing. seen anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, he is still suicidal, and technically we're still on the rounds, so he's got another... Yeah, several uh, to go. Um, well, he's got two more rounds left of suicidal yeah. tendencies, so... 
No, actually, one more. Yeah, two more rounds. Two round. Two more rounds of suicidal tendencies. No, I take that yeah. back. It is one more round. One more round. Because yeah. you, you, your first hit ticks you uh, to five. One, one round. One oh, round yeah. left. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm now on the ground inside this thing. My action is to crawl towards the door and try and get out of the fog. Okay. So you, you are, you actually never fell down because you swiped the light switch up on your way in. And you're oh, able I, to. I hit it. Did I right, yeah, right. You hit it as you came in, you know, he swiped up on the wall. So you just turn and walk back straight into the fog. Um, however, the fog has shirked back a ways because the light pulling out of the doorway mm -hmm. has kind of pushed it back. So yeah. you're going to have to walk a little bit further than you would have normally. So you guys see him walking back out into the light of the doorway outside. And... Tristan, where Tristan? Dirk, Dirk, where are you going? Theo, grab Dirk's him, stop him. Theo, stop him. And Theo's got that. Theo uh, actually will grab. Uh, he rolled a twenty-four, um, on a, <laughs> and and grapples um, Tristan, the Dirk, to pull him back inside the building where the light is on. Okay. Mm -hmm. End of the round. You are no longer suicidal. Just very weak. How, how's this for uh, for you, um, With the claws, I mean, not trying to murder me with them, <laughs> but probably has scratched me up in the process, and that would be enough to make me fall unconscious if I fell a con roll. You know, you're. Yeah, he's not trying to. Claw, he's not trying to claw you. He just grappled yeah, you. He just, he just so grabbed, he grabbed you. you. He just grabbed you. Yeah, just you. Yeah. yeah. Then he, then he you're bit good. you. <laughs> you're not okay. dead yet, so he's not trying to. <laughs> I mean, give it another round in the fog, and you can be dead, and he'll eat you if that's what you really want. But, um, I mean, you you have survived yeah. the fog. It wouldn't. You you broke up, Tristan. No, that's cool. I got you. Okay. So, okay. So you guys get back into the building. Um, as you you you're inside there, you're all weak and, and half dead from uh, lack of oxygen and whatnot. Wheezing. Yeah. So Wheezing, yeah. coughing like a COPD patient in a fucking cancer ward. So, are we gonna do uh, first aid here? Well, this is a it, now. This is my problem. Is Here, here's my thing with uh, with drowning suffocation rules. Sure. Is that they well specifically suffocation rules? Okay. And this type is especially. They don't go into a whole lot of detail on on like first aiding because this isn't a wound situation right. as in a first aid. So, I'm not going to count these as normal damage to your persons. Okay, uh -huh. so basically, because this was simply suffocation and it's not a matter of strangulation, uh -huh. okay, there's no thyroid bone to break, um, there's no bruising or anything to recover from. Essentially, what you're going to do is regain your health as you regain your breath. Okay, so 
we're going to say over the next few hours you will both be at back up to what other health you had originally because I don't agree with the fact that it's going to take you six weeks to recover from losing your breath for five rounds you know what I mean from that doesn't yeah. that doesn't make any like, sense guess, whatsoever the way I, I would agree um, an option might be to say there's a certain amount of actual damage like cause need bed rest for it like you get most of it back but you know you're down two hit points or something until you get a week's bed rest if you get me like you have a very bad cough or that sort of thing now oh you know the, the other possibility and I'm looking at the suffocation rules now in the rule book mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Uh, let's see. It's on page fifty-seven, by the way. Yeah. Um. Blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. See, it doesn't really. This is kind of a specialized setting here with this individual monster. If you're unable to breathe, you attempt to make a D100 on a call times con times 10, which isn't quite the same thing. It's basically what we were doing was to remove the tendrils, which is the the, yeah. the, the correlation the part of this. So a surprise Thank character you. has no time to repair by inhaling. So blah, 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 blah. Just uh, strangulation or, or to dramatize the, the cloud. How, how would this sound? Go ahead. So um, you, you do something like, I think if we would be treated in the 1920s for this, we would probably be taking bottled oxygen or something like this if we went to hospital. I think... Drowning. I would imagine we have um, basically hacking coughs and this sort of thing. We've nearly choked. There might be lung damage. Well, there we, might be brain damage as well because you're struggling you to constitution type stuff. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know if, um, I'm just trying, because I, I don't like the way the rules are on that. It doesn't make yeah. sense. It doesn't. Uh, I would, how about we get the health back, but we take a complication until you're happy we've had enough rest to be over it. So, like, we wouldn't want to be running a marathon tomorrow, but in let's do, yeah, let's time, do it that way. Sort of let's, let's say for the yeah. next. Let's say for the next two weeks, you're both at a reduced con level, okay, which would reflect your, your decreased yeah. lung capacity from the starvation that you occurred with uh, being suffocated for so long. Right, and okay. since we do have alternative characters and we are able to yeah. transfer information... It's not in the world. Yeah, these two guys can just go and, and sit in the... No. The Mad Hatter, but with the with just a with a con hit as well. It's not. It doesn't take you out of the game as well. Is what I'm saying. So let's do. Um, yeah. Let's do for uh, Roddy. Let's say you're going to take a negative three to your con. Right. For the next um, two game weeks. Okay. And then for Tristan, we're going to do a negative two to your con for the next mm -hmm. 
two game weeks. I mean, we should add that to the notes, uh, okay. Tristan, because otherwise we will forget. Yeah, and that that's going to affect. I just your... put it in my sheet. It's like it was. Now it's a five dash seven or something like that. Right. So now it's going to affect our health as well. Yeah, it's going to affect your overall health as well. And I, I think that's a, a you know, that's going to be a, a, a an okay way to, to kind of work our way around that. Right. And so at the end of the two weeks, we're back to our hit points and we're back to our cons. Well, your hit points are going to return. The way I'm going to say it is your hit points is going to return one hit point every 10 minutes until oh, okay. you're back up to what you were before this started. Not right. your max, right. but whatever you had a minute ago. Okay? And then your hit points are fine. It's it's your constitution that's taken the hit from right. this, I right. suppose. So it's lasting effects internally that's that's caused you issue. Although you're still in the prime of health, uh, so to speak. Yeah. It, when exerting yeah. yourself, you would be feeling. Yeah, you won't. It won't actually show up until you actually have to exert yourself. In other words, make some con checks of some sort. Which we almost never do. So. <laughs> yeah, 7th edition, if you'd like, which is um, the penalty system for that, which is you roll two dice and take the um, the lower one. Yeah, we could this do the penalty we might dice. want to think about for people who've been... Yeah. We could also do it for uh, people who've been hostile for a long time, because that would probably apply to them too, within reason. I like that, I like that idea. We can, we can implement that if you want. I mean, we might as well... 7th edition is coming out. We might as well yeah. start piecemealing it in. We'll start with penalty dice. So you guys are going to take a penalty dice to any yeah. activity that would exert you, okay, okay for the next two mm -hmm. weeks. As opposed, this is let us keep our same con. Yeah, yeah, that'll let you keep your con, so we don't have to redo hit points okay. and all of that jazz. But now you have a penalty die that you have to roll whenever it comes down to the fact that you've got to do something that exerts yourself. So okay. whether this is a run, a jump, swimming, fighting. Uh, in melee, that would exert yourself. Thing of that nature, you're going to take a penalty die for the next two weeks until you completely recover. Right. Well, actually, let's do it. Can we do... Um, how does that work in 7th, Tristan? Is it multiples? How do you do extra... Isn't there a duplicate penalty dies as well? I don't think it goes any higher than two. There are, there are bonuses and there are penalties from right. memory. Um, there are bonuses and penalties. If you got a bonus, it would cancel it out. So say we were having a really, really easy jog, right. it would cancel out the fact that we're not very healthy in the first place. Yeah. Right. But, um, yeah, we'll just keep it that's that. We'll just keep and, it um, as a if we, for exerting yourself. Yeah. The only thing I'd say is if we wanted to check ourselves into hospital, they might be able to help us get back on our feet faster with something like right. um, oxygen treatments, like bottled oxygen, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's that's entirely reasonable. But we'll leave that for another time. So that, that leaves you guys uh, stuck, yeah. and we're going to stop you right there. Yeah. Um, with everyone scattered, and the three of y'all in this uh, back room of some building... You're not sure what. Um, and then uh, Woodward ran down the street with Bruiser um, to escape the fog thing. And once he sees it dissipates, he'll probably come back. But, uh, you know, 
Yeah, and as soon as it dissipates, Theo's heading back into the underground, underground and getting out of sight. Yeah, well, we'll pick up right here when okay. we come back next week. Alrighty. Well, as opposed to, uh, to, to pushing people around a little bit. So this next one we'll pick up right where we left off with the three of y'all mm -hmm. in this back room of this, room, of this building. Yep, yep. Assuming that uh, Nigel's able to remember any of this. I doubt it. He's getting old. Yeah. He's not that old, but he's getting punched in the head. <laughs> this is the part we test if he's seeing the, uh, the game afterwards. Or we just start yeah. slagging him off and if he brings it up. The How many fingers? How many fingers, Nigel? Four. <laughs> Four. Uh, no. All right. I'm going to.